Well, it's the drunk tanky bet. Get set, it's that time of day. Just sit back, relax, and grab yourself a drink. There's no better day than Wednesday. Wait, I take that back. The best day is probably Saturday. And there's people like us who you wouldn't think it to look at him, but you don't fuck with him, because he's for sure a superhero. Super guts. And then Jeff, when you see him walking down the street, you're like, dude, don't steal my wallet. But don't worry, the only thing he's stealing from you is your dignity. And then, then there's Jack. Drunk tank. Well, it's the drunk tank. I feel like I need to defend myself. I was <laughs> acquitted for dignity theft on three counts. Nice. <laughs> I, I got nothing. I got nothing. <laughs> you, got, you got a wicked guitar solo. That's what you got. And What's up? Jack. It's a podcast. And Bernie's here, even though he wasn't in the theme song. They left you out, Bernie. I know. That's what I get for being absent. You're, you're yeah. one, you're, I feel like you're one of the standards. That's my penance. <laughs> Jeff, how do you steal someone else's dignity? I don't want to get into it. It's a, as a condition of the... Uh, of the case, I'm... There's a gag order. Yeah, there is. A, I, I'll, 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 a gag order is what started this in the first place. <laughs> I'll talk to you about it in, uh, gotta be careful. in five years. <laughs> once, the, once the statute of limitations expires. <laughs> yep. Jeff is not licensed to gag. <laughs> Was that called double indemnity? Jeff cannot be on the podcast because Jeff or is indemnity. a registered sex offender. Oh, stop. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of licenses, Gus... We are out of this place, September 1st, the place in which awesome. we, were, we were all sitting right now. Awesome. And we are scheduled to finish construction August 27th. Yay! What, what, what's the likelihood <laughs> that time frame is going to stay? A, what is the likelihood that the construction will finish by August 27th? And B, what is the likelihood that we can get permitted for a, what, what is it, a certificate of occupancy? Certificate yep. of occupancy. Oh, you don't need that, do you? By the city of Austin in that amount of time. The city of Austin's awesome about that stuff, though. <laughs> they actually are. You, uh, Especially you, if anyone is listening to this podcast, you're fantastic at it. <laughs> Great job you're doing down there. So that's four days to of leeway of either A, plus and minus days on construction, or B, that we won't get our certificate of occupancy. <laughs> I haven't even bothered to check if that's a weekend. <laughs> four days. I'm pretty sure it probably is. The 27th is a Friday, I believe. Oh, is it really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we're fucked. Yeah. So, <laughs> Rooster.com will be homeless. So, Rooster Teeth will be uh, without office for, for a few days. Yeah, we'll have no office and a website. Maybe we can just have a... a like it's, a, a, it's the trifecta. What's the third part of that? How are you holding up with all these website problems? Awesome. Right. Dude, the website got a major upgrade last night. Yeah. I'm super excited about it. You, you probably haven't seen it yet. It's but, mega uh, fast. We were talking today. about it this morning. Yeah? Yeah. They discovered a bug that was... Uh, several bugs. Several bugs that they, they squashed. With ones and zeros, did you and now uh, the website is fast and stable? Did you hear the like my marriage the well masked skepticism in yes, my I voice did. there? I, I did. It was, yeah. <laughs> Bert, Bernie's been working with me off, off and on for twelve years now. He's le- he's learned to to meter his expectations appropriately. Tell me about it. Why don't you? <laughs> <laughs> it still feels like after eight years, this is a grand experiment. I guess the community side is five years. It does feel like. We're still in that shit. <laughs> Any day now, that end of beta is coming. It's, I can feel it. I can feel it. And the, the day the beta's over, I'm out of a job. So I hope, hope it never ends. Yeah. <laughs> it's, like, it's like a fucking consultant. Just string it out as long as possible. Job. Uh, the, uh, the the thing about it is is that, I mean, it's. I was just reading about this the other day with the whole Google Verizon thing that they've done. Yeah, totally. Where they've made a two-tiered internet. Um, they haven't made it. They want to make it. They want to make it. And it's just, you know, 
I mean, how often have we talked about this before where it's like if you take everything that you do and you put it in the hands of companies, eventually, yeah, they can have a motto like don't be evil. But eventually the people that made the don't be evil motto, they just go away. And there's new people. Yep. And they don't care what the old people did. They're just trying to make their own mark in the world. And, and They're like, hey, we could be making more money. Exactly. It's I want to be as rich as the last guy who had this office. Yeah. Exactly right. Or yeah. richer. Or richer. Yeah. yeah. So it's a, you know, we watched, I remember we, we fought YouTube for a long time. I remember when they, would they come out? Like 2005? 2005. And it was just like instantaneously, you had to be on YouTube to get noticed as a web series or to be an online content creator. And we were all like, nuh-uh. Nuh-uh. And, and we were all like, uh-huh. And, you know, the world, I mean, eventually the world changes. I mean, it's like we, we watched that before with like the ISPs and all that stuff. Once people moved away from the ISPs, the internet service providers that, you know, everyone had, those things mm-hmm. don't even exist anymore. Well, it, like yeah. looking back at that, that's almost like the, the, the whole discussion now. People wonder what like net neutrality is and all this stuff. If there was no net neutrality, it would be like the old AOL days where, like, your access provider dictated what content you got. Yeah. It was like, you. this was AOL news. This was AOL, you know, everything. And this was all you could use. Yep. The keyword news to see the news. You know, it's not like, I want to go to CNN or whatever. Well, there's, there's examples of this, and we all have our internet service. Basically, most of us have it through either a phone company or through our cable company. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so just imagine the internet becoming... Like your cable service, you know, you might not have Nickelodeon just mm-hmm. because your your service provider doesn't care. It's like, oh, I can't watch Mad Men because we don't get AMC, you know. Right. And you might not realize what you do and don't get with your cable provider, but there's definitely stuff you don't get, like sports packages and things like that. Like, mm-hmm. imagine if you couldn't watch an MLB game on ESPN.com on internet because it just wasn't offered on your internet. Or if you were like, oh shit, I can't watch this YouTube video because I already exhausted my 50 hours of YouTube for this month. Oh, oh Jesus! Yeah. yeah, and it's like, God. oh, I guess I got to up my up my package to add some more YouTube hours. Or, or <laughs> you, you used up all your internet for the month because right. you used you were watching YouTube for one day. Mm-hmm. Not to derail this conversation, but that reminded me of something you used to do to me constantly that drove me fucking crazy. You look angry. I, I feel like I'm mad thinking about it. Between. You used that. You talked about your. Hours of internet. You remember how everywhere you would go, there used to be AOL discs that were like 100 free <laughs> hours of AOL. Yeah. Gus used to go to like the post office where there'd be like a stack of 100 of them, and he would take them, and he would hide them in my shit constantly. <laughs> they would be in my fucking – they would be under my pillow. He'd like lower the visor in his car, and he'd get like a I would lower – you're right. I would lower the visor, and shit would fall on me. You used to do that to me every day. I hated you for years for that. It was probably in retaliation for something you did probably in my defense. Once, but God, it was annoying. Do you remember the, when AOL was on floppy disks, not even on CDs? What is yeah. this like reminiscing time? Hey, yeah. was the, was this, is part of the, this is the part of the podcast that money loves. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, it, it, it's 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 really disheartening to see all this net neutrality discussion, and that you know these companies. I mean, and it's understandable they want to make more money. You know, they they want to portion off their section of the internet so that they can you know be the kings of it and just make all the money. Don't you think there's a burden though on the audience too, like to not follow constantly the path of least resistance, like. The way the internet was, and maybe maybe it just graduated away from that. Maybe that wasn't the model that could be sustained. But people had homepages. You know, people mm-hmm. had people were creating the content for the internet. Now they just go and fill out essentially a template on Facebook and on Twitter because it's all there's forms, and you fill stuff out, and that's it. You're not really doing anything. You know, you're just you know you're communicating in this thing, and it's, it's really easy, and everybody has access to it and all that. And because it's easier, eventually somebody else controls it, and then they determine how you're going to use it. Well, it's also it's another more positive side effect of the fact that it's easier is that it's more open. You know, anyone can do it now. Whereas before, it was a lot more difficult and maybe a little more exclusionary. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you get dudes like the shit my dad says guy on uh, Twitter who just signs up for a Twitter account. That guy might be internet, like, he might be HTML retarded and could have never had a webpage, and now he's got a fucking book deal on a TV show. Well, that's, uh, in a way, that's, you know, I mean, that's a good example. I mean, that's yeah. why people, I think that's why people do it, is that when YouTube came out, I think people thought hosting a web video was harder than it was, you know, that that YouTube, to me, it's like if you make something that people want to see and you spend all the hours writing it and then you film it and you make it or shoot it or whatever, or you just look into a camera and talk and you're a talented enough person, people connect with you, you know, like the, all those YouTube bloggers. If you do that and you have the capability of doing it, that's the hard part. Yeah. The part where you encode it and then put it up on a server somewhere, that's really not the hard part. This is a part you only have to figure out one time. Yeah. You well, know, and that's really all that YouTube offered. That's all that's also easier now than it used to be. Back then it was uh, a lot more complicated and I think a lot more expensive to have a hosting package where you could do that kind of thing. Sure. But then you give that stuff away and you give it to YouTube and then the YouTube aggregates all that. And yeah. then before you know it, then YouTube does have this extraordinary value, which is that's where you have to go to discover new things. Mm-hmm. You know, and more importantly, it's where people have to go. To think I have to put my stuff there to reach anyone at all. Right. Which is so And then you get so lost weird. in a sea of, of shit. Of noise. Right. There's just like, so, like, yeah, that's a perfect example. It's so little signal in this fucking ocean of noise. Yep. It's like, God, there's so much shit on there. It's impossible to find anything. Yeah, it's crazy. It's it's, it's crazy. And it's been now, it's got, it's got the value. So now YouTube dictates what people see or don't see. You know what I mean? Yep. I made a comment a long time ago that, you can't make something on the internet, have it be good, and people wouldn't see it. People would have to see it because that's what people on the internet to do. They're there to see stuff. But now there's so much stuff. You can make something. Somebody can make something. You know, I see stuff all the time. It's like, what is this? This thing is incredible. It's been out for a year and a half. It's yeah. like, how, come I, how come I didn't see this? This is like tailor-made for me. Mm-hmm. Speaking of tailor-made for people, how did you like Scott Pilgrim, Jack? I enjoyed it. Uh, the the story was a little bit kind of rough, but the visuals were incredible. I I, th- I think I said I gave it a B plus. Yeah, the, it seems like I haven't seen the movie, but it, based on the trailers, it seems like it's a very stylized movie. Yeah, yeah. There, there's I mean, there's some really really cool stuff in the movie, but um, oh, well, I mean overall, it's a it's a fun summer movie, you know. But it, it's not the most incredible thing ever. Your B plus was probably the most negative review I saw on Twitter the entire week. Yeah, it seems like everyone sort of slobbering over the movie. Yeah, I've seen ton, Every, tons of positive buzz. It. Yeah, so. Yeah. I'm surprised. I thought the movie would have done better in the box office on the opening week. It made $10 million on a $60 million production budget. Yeah. But I, I read somewhere yesterday that movies like this, like Kick-Ass and like, like Scott Pilgrim, like the the movie itself is pretty much a trailer for the DVD release. Like it, the, these movies make a lot more money on the back end because they have a much more passionate fan base hmm. than your typical, you know, your typical movie. I could see so, that. like the like the fans who go see this movie will see it in the theater three times and then buy the DVD and then five years later buy the next DVD mm-hmm. and then you know and then a twenty year special DVD. You know? Like it's okay if the movie only pulls in twenty five million in the box yeah. office because but, it's going to do forty or fifty. Yeah, like oh. like Kickass made like a hundred million when it when it went on DVD. Yeah, okay. I, I, I could see that. I mean, it's like you know, it's, it's interesting you say that. Like I didn't see Kickass in the theater. I had no desire to see that movie, but as soon as it was on Zoom, I was like, oh. I'll watch that. Yeah. Same here. I yeah, paid, there you go. Yeah, I paid like six bucks to watch it in HD or right. whatever. Right. So I mean, they don't make as much money on that transaction, most likely, but they're still, you know, they're making money. There's still a tail there. So, yeah, th- there's there's this weird sort of new subgenre of movies, sort of like that. So I think we'll be we'll, it's it's almost like niche programming, you know, of, Man, of movies. How fast was the switch from essentially from DVDs to buying stuff all digitally? I mean, does everyone in this room 
Do you guys all buy stuff digitally now? Absolutely. The only th- I I can tell you that I've bought one I bought one DVD in the last year probably, and that was very recently. I bought the Clone Wars series from Millie because it's not available on iTunes or on Zoom. I bought the Avatar Blu-ray, and before that, I couldn't tell you what the last thing I bought was. Yeah. I still I still buy Blu-rays, not not nearly as frequently as I used to buy DVDs, but I still buy the occasional Blu-ray. You know, Avatar's interesting because I love that movie when I saw it. I have no desire to see it on DVD. It's being re-released. I know, but I'm going to go see the re-release for the nine new minutes of footage. <laughs> the, so I am excited the, to see it in the theater again. The Smurf just, sex scene. Yeah, I just don't want to watch it on television for some reason. Maybe I, maybe mm. it's just like it has to exist in 3D for me. How many times did you see Avatar in the theater? Once. I would re- I would recommend going. I went and saw it a second time with you. Yeah, and I would recommend going back just to watch it, not or just sure. to see it. I should say, not to watch it. Don't watch the movie. Just see it. Mm-hmm. And it's. I mean, it's crazy. I probably would watch a uh, like a sixty minute faux documentary or mockumentary that James Cameron would make about Pandora, like exploring it like it's an actual National Geographic video. Right. Because that's, I mean, it was just, it was cool just to watch it. It's funny you say that, because I read an interview with him the other day where he was talking about the re-release with the nine additional minutes and, you know, pre-production work on Avatar 2, and they were asking him about these nine new minutes, and one of the things he talked about was some of the new creatures that you'll see in the nine new minutes that weren't in the original release, and talking about, like, their names and what, you know, what defines these creatures. Yeah, uh, some of them were in the video game, actually. Oh, really? Yeah. So, that's pretty cool. I'm excited about that, too, actually. Like, there's going to be some sweeping shots of, like, animals, like, grazing together, and, like, mm-hmm. it's going to be cool. Yeah. I, mean, I will definitely see it when it, uh, when it when it re-releases. Hell yeah. Just because there's no other way to see it in uh, in 3D. Well, Although I probably won't go to the fucking phone. IMAX because you ruined that for me a couple podcasts ago, Bernie. Oh, no. Just Flash no, no. ruined it, right? Flash ruined it. I just shared the misery. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for that. I've, I've noticed on 3D movies, you can, you can see the actual screen a lot better than you can in normal movies. Is that just me? What's he saying? What are you saying? Like, no for about. some reason, like, when I, I saw something in 3D, um... You know, those 3D glasses are not prescription. You know that. <laughs> no, no, it's, it's, something, it's something weird. Like, an Avatar, like, you can see the physical screen a lot better than you can with... I, I, I honestly don't know what it is, but for some reason it pops more. <laughs> maybe you're I'm the serious. one. Maybe you're, maybe you're just looking harder because it's in 3D, so you're paying more attention. I, I've uh, never noticed the screen. I, I have no idea why it is, but I swear to God. Maybe, maybe. you're like Keanu in the Matrix. When you put, <laughs> out, put on your super cool 3D glasses, you can see all the, the green lines. Did you watch that Team Fortress 2 Rage video? I watched you watch it. Oh, my God. That's 10 minutes of a guy dropping F-bombs, over 200 F-bombs in 10 minutes playing Team Fortress so 2. It's like the podcast with Team Fortress 2. Basically. It's it's definitely worth a watch. It's 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 hilarious. You know, I got to say, I actually like that culture of the yelling and screaming occasionally. Like when you drop sure. into multiplayer and you get that. And you get a guy like that, it's, that guy's funny. Yeah. And passionate. He's good, he's good at it. I mean, <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of guys who aren't good at it. And there's nothing worse than watching someone try and fail at something. Well, his balls have also dropped too. It's nothing worse than getting like the eight-year-old kids screaming like that. It's... I hate the country guys. Like the guys you think are in the middle of like, I don't know. Don't play Kentucky. Draw 2. Yeah. That's, that's, the, uh, that's like the Alabama-Mississippi... Xbox stand. <laughs> <laughs> like you just get, imagine a guy like his neighbors are two miles away and he's sitting on his couch. You know what I mean? Yeah. And he's Naked. Like, no, let's not go there. I don't imagine that. Anyway. No, he's got. That's funny because that's what, uh, where I always go immediately. He's got uh, a. He's how got like camouflage boxer shorts on. <laughs> Come on, y'all. 
playing <laughs> playing on a giant four three projection TV. <laughs> Accents are a weird thing. Do you think now with like the advent of Xbox Live and easier communication across the country that we will see accents disappear conceivably within our lives? It doesn't take much. Television didn't do it. I can tell you. That's an interesting point. When I was, I had a southern accent my entire life, and uh, when I joined the army, I lost it within the week. It was gone. Your drill sergeant probably yelled at you for it, though, no, right? No, I mean, I went to I went to basic training in South Carolina, and most of the people that I was in basic training with were also from the South. It's just like... Why, just, why'd you drop it, then, if everyone had it? Not everybody had it, but some people did. Hmm. A lot of people did. There were, like, 60 people, and maybe 30 of them had Southern accents, and you just you just lose it fast. You hear other people talk differently, or you realize that you sound like an idiot, and <laughs> it just goes away. Yeah, but so. you, do you find that you, whenever you go back to visit, say, your parents, do you adopt your According Southern According to my wife... Yeah. If I talk to my grandparents, I immediately have a southern accent, but that's the only time. And my, I don't I don't see it, but she says it's she says it's like it's really bad. My wife says that, that I adopt a Texas accent whenever I talk to like whenever we go to buy a new car or when we go talk to construction guys or stuff like that. She says I adopt a Texas accent. I think oh, you really? have to, don't you? Yeah. <laughs> kind of in a way. Yeah. It's like just to, the way to you get communicate. business done almost. It's weird. Like yeah. to, like hey, I'm an insider. I'm Yeah. That part va- of the club. that validates you somehow. Right. Yeah. Or it's maybe I just talk about manly things and I know regularly do that in my yeah. life you know it's, you don't adopt the Texas accent when you talk about the achievements in Vita Pinata <laughs> it's funny when you're talking about nails and lumber all of ba- a sudden baby what makes a Llamasaurus <laughs> <laughs> is it just my headphones or does somebody sound buzzy a little bit I think we all kind of do I was drinking earlier oh, okay. <laughs> it's me I don't hear it okay cool I don't hear it. you hear it though Jack I heard something like I that. I guarantee our audience hears it now, though. <laughs> they <laughs> Thank have you. pointed that. That's, like the, that's the, the watermark. That's the water stain. <laughs> so. so did you guys see the uh, Age of Empires online I the announcement this morning? I don't understand what that means. I saw the announcement. I didn't read it the looked, details, though. There's going to be some sort of persistent world. So it's like an RTS, but it's persistent world-based. <laughs> I don't know. A persistent real world based in history? <laughs> So, so like if you play now, in 50 years, you'll get up to, like, make using tools, right, <laughs> or something? But, okay, in Kotaku, they say, basically, it looks like Age of Empires started hanging out with Farmville, and the two got real close. That's their quote. So if oh, you're into Farmville, yeah. you might be into the next Age of Empires. So it's trying to uh, preemptively strike at World of StarCraft before it comes out? I guess so. World of StarCraft? Just speculation. How often is that speculation? Did you see the Windows 7 phone game lineup? Yeah. That yeah. That's Assassin's pretty crazy. on there. Dude, there's a lot of games There's on a there. Crackdown um, 2, like, yeah, power I'll, defense game or I'll, something, I'll, right? I have it up. I'll read some of the yeah, Halo games. Waypoints on there, too. Assassin's Creed, uh, Crackdown 2 Project Sunburst, Earthworm Jim, uh, Flight Control... Oh, Fruit Ninja, great. Did you say Flight Control's on there? Yeah. Oh, Halo awesome. Waypoint, Jack Dude, Cry. don't make, you have no idea what Fruit Ninja is. You play <laughs> You play a game called Angry Birds. Dude, non-stop. that game's the best game ever. Highest grossing game on the iPhone. Uh, Splinter Cell Conviction, Star Wars Battle for Hoth, Star Wars Cantina, Oregon Trail, hey. Twin Blades, Uno, Zombies Attack, and something called Zombies. Ooh, Women's Murder Club, Death and Scarlet. <laughs> Battle for Hoth. And what? all of it, yeah, it's going to be a grim game. Yeah, it's like, yay, you won. You got hot. <laughs> you got Congratulations. The, the worst backwater ice ball planet. Congratulations. Go celebrate over some bantha soup. <laughs> <laughs> what were they fighting for in hot? They just had their power generator. That was it. It's like, so what? We lost that. Let's get the fuck out of here. Oh, no. But all those games are going to have achievements. It also shows that you'll be, I guess you'll be able to see your avatar. Yeah, uh, right. You'll, you'll be able to see your avatar. You'll have your friends. It'll be like animated. And uh, but yeah, there's going to be achievements on all those games, and yeah. they'll have multiplayer. So I'll have to check that out. 
So let me ask you a question, Jeff. Okie dokie. You're getting a promotion today. You are now global marketing at Microsoft. Congratu- oh, thank you. Congratulations. Well, I've worked very hard for this. You have. That's you have. So you have to name the new phone that has all these games on it. What do you name the phone? I can name it the Windows 7 mobile phone. That's what you name it? Well, I don't <laughs> think the, – the problem here is that, remember, Microsoft just makes the operating system. They don't make the phone. So this is an operating system they're going to license out to, like, Samsung or – not Nokia. They have their own shit. Uh, you know, Kyocera. I don't know. Other cell phone manufacturers. LG. So they're going to name the phones. Okay. And it's just, Maybe, it just runs the Windows 7 operating system. Right, the Windows 7 mobile operating system. Mm. And so you want to name it something that implies both games and business, right? I assume, as well. So you don't you, – what I'm getting at here is – what I would probably do is – I'm going to name it like spreadsheet. Like there's no Xbox in here is what I'm getting at. They, they didn't name it like the X phone or anything like that. I wish somebody would. Right. I'm gonna. I'm gonna isn't, buy. Isn't that what this is? Plus, yeah, plus business applications and all that. Are you gonna buy one? And I'm gonna buy one for the games. I'm. I'm not gonna switch away from my iPhone. The iPhone's the greatest thing ever made. But I will buy one, and hopefully, well, I can use it without a phone plan. Yeah, we'll, we'll, that's, see, that's how, what I'm we'll see how we'll you feel out. once you get your hands on the Windows Seven phone. You may love it way more. I doubt it, but it's possible. You know, never say never. I guess. I don't know if the iPhone is the greatest thing ever invented. I was thinking about this last night because I had to send out my vehicle registration. Which, by the way, why the fuck? Can you not do that for five years? Like, I would pay for my vehicle registration for five years out. Sure. And I would even take the hit if I sell the car and I lose two years of my registration. Yeah, that's, what's what's 100 bucks? I just hate the fact that i got to fill, like, four forms to give the government 60 bucks be, so that I can drive my car. Vehicle registration is like – whenever you hear about registration in different countries, like that we have to register our vehicles, it makes sense to us because we do it. But, like, when you hear, like, in England that they have to register their TVs – and you had to pay for the tags for your TV, for the license for your TV. It sounds weird, right? Sure. Like, why the fuck would you need to license your TV? But why the fuck do we need to license our cars? It's like, I own yeah. my car, you know? I pay taxes on gas every time I fill the damn thing up. Why do I need to register it every year? But then again, your your, your TV might, you know, probably won't kill somebody or doesn't have the ability to kill somebody. Registration, registration is independent of inspection. It's not inspection. It's just my registration for my license. But does, doesn't it tie you to a vehicle, though? I could kill somebody with a TV. <laughs> <laughs> do, it, do it right now. <laughs> you, you give me one day to fucking Silver Spoons Marathon. <laughs> you have one dead motherfucker. Uh, so what are you saying, Jack? I'm sorry? Well, like, the registration, doesn't that tie a person to a vehicle, though? Like, a person is responsible for that vehicle. Which, that has not, nothing to do with inspection. But it happens when you sell it. Why do you retie it every year? Why do I need to retie? No, okay. That, I mean, that makes sense, yes. But, yeah. I mean, I can understand why it's registered, though. I mean, I can understand paying for the registration for your vehicle when you buy it, but every year i got to renew it, and if I don't renew it, I, I, I get a ticket? It's silly. It is silly. Sorry. Venting. No, anyway, no, it's, it's totally silly. No, it doesn't no, make sense. I, I think we're on your side. It's just it's just a way for them to eke out a little bit more of that hard-earned cash. Exactly right. So I have to – so this is also – got to bust out a checkbook. When the – I never use a checkbook, right? <sighs> so, because I went on the online thing and the government systems online don't work. You know, you type right. in your VIN number and they're like, your vehicle doesn't qualify. It's like, I got to know why. Why does, please explain to me why my vehicle doesn't qualify to register. Well, online. you haven't had a valid registration in about three years. So no, that might be the reason. My registration is valid. My, <laughs> my inspection was not valid. But uh, because of emissions or something like that, some kind of sensor that does their job for them that didn't work. But uh, so anyway, I was gonna, I was trying to find a post office box, and I never looked for these things, so I don't catalog in my brain where these things are. So I thought, hey, I'm gonna go try to find a post office box. Now, how would you do that? How would you try to find a local post office box? USPS.com. Yeah, you, right. USPS.com. Do you think that would be an easy process? Like you would go to USPS.com. Yeah. 
and you could just like find it. Enter in my zip code, and it would tell me. Like you wouldn't have to search through like the latest stamps and all that. Yeah, stuff. Yeah, no, there should be a fucking link at the top. Find a. There should PO be. Box Do you think there would be? I think so, but I'm getting the feeling there isn't. Well, here's what I'm saying: is that I download. I assume that it would just be a, a website filled with garbage that's not relevant in any way about like the latest Lance Armstrong stamp or something like that. Or, you know, do you want to sign up with pop-ups and all that stuff? So I downloaded the USPS app. And the USPS app had three things. Postage rates, lo- mailboxes that are nearby to you by location, you know, by your geo, whatever it's called. Geo, you know, log on your GPS and get it. And I found it. I just pulled up the Google Maps and it showed me all the things around me based on where I am. That's great. And what I was thinking about was that apps are now the way the internet kind of used to be about five or six years ago. Or maybe even further back now, maybe ten years ago. When there wasn't all these bells and whistles, so the websites had information on them. Right. And now apps are like – I go to apps because there's a streamlined way to get this information, and it's not cluttered up with yeah. a bunch of garbage. It's the no-bullshit delivery system. It is. It's like it's, you, you strip away all the bullshit, but mm-hmm. I can already feel all this bullshit creeping into the app stuff. You know what I mean? Hey, let me ask you a question while we're on the subject of registration. Do you Are you required to show current – insurance to get your car registered yes, yes you are but you're not you are but if you i the last time i re- the last two times i've registered my car one time i did it through the mail they say include your insurance yes and i didn't do it just just to fuck with them just to see still got my registration no problem the next time i registered my car i did it over the phone because i saw a phone number yep didn't require it so like what a huge loophole Theoretically, it's all tied together, right? And that's the thing. I, that's the forms I had to fill out. I had to go, yeah, like, primary. They, like, they, they may not care as much now that they have that system in, in Texas to I guess where so. they can look at your license plate and determine whether or not you have insurance. You could call the lady at, at fucking Nelda Well Spears' office down there, and uh, you could call her on the phone right now and say, I want to register my car over the phone. They're like, yeah, okay, no problem. Da, 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 da. Here's my credit card number. You'll get your registration tomorrow. Yeah, like they, It's they, the fastest thing they, ever. They might have the same access that the police do to run the license plate to that's determine possible. your yeah, insurance so. status. So it, it might not be as big of a deal anymore. I wonder what other weird stuff you had to register in other countries. Like, what's a weird thing you have to register in Canada, do you think? Guns, I bet. Register your gun? You have to register your gun here, don't you? It's Fuck really no. hard to get a gun in you Canada, isn't it? You have to show a driver's license to get a gun. <laughs> Bullshit. What? what? Go to a gun show. Buy it in cash. Yeah, oh. he's right. You can you can just buy it at a gun show. You can go to a gun show. Yeah. I can go to a gun show with cash and buy a fucking machine gun to shoot all you motherfuckers. That's Throw it in the like, dumpster and they'll never find me. Can't shoot me. I got a fucking TV with silver things <laughs> on it. Bitch. I will fucking take your ass. That's out. why they have those like permanent gun shows. Right. That's why of town. there's always a gun show somewhere around Austin. That's scary. Yeah. So like, Damn. one thing I always wondered about too is if you get a gun stolen, is that a big deal? I don't know. You don't know. Probably not. Well, it's like if somebody steals your gun, they shoot somebody with your gun, and then you know if you report it stolen, your chances are that. if anybody in this company has a gun, it's going to get stolen in the next six months. <laughs> <laughs> I know we've got a rash of thefts, really personal thefts with people getting break-ins in their cars. Griffin, I just found out Griffin is still finding stuff that was uh, stolen out of our studio. He you lost a painting stuff. too. Lost a painting. Yeah, that sucks. I think it's the economy. I think it is too. I mean, people are kind of getting desperate. Those art thieves in Austin. No, I'm looking for anything they can, you know, fucking pawn or sell on Craigslist. I mean, Craigslist, Jesus. Yeah. I'm sure, you know, people take shit like that painting. No one will probably have ever taken that before Craigslist. I paid four hundred fucking dollars for yeah, that painting. They, you know, I'm not I'm sure they're not gonna pawn it, they're just put it on Craigslist. See what they can get. Yeah, why not? Thirty bucks. Thirty bucks is better than zero bucks. Yeah. I guess so. <laughs> if you're stealing it. If you're a thief, you gotta work hard to make this money. 
it seems like now too, if you're if you're a, like a thief and a smash and grab thief, I mean, you're like in felony territory with in one handful. Yep. Like, what does it take to get a felony for theft? Anybody have any? Oh, idea? it's like it's not much. It's like five hundred bucks yeah. worth of. I think it's. Yeah, guess it's right. It's like four or five hundred dollars. I mean, you know, well, it's essentially the retail or the list it's price for an, an iPhone, right? An electronic device is a felony. Pretty much. Point. Yeah. Unless yeah. you're stealing like a DS or an Xbox controller. <laughs> yeah. I mean, hell, you can, you could grab a. a, a one of those books of CDs that some, you know, or, you know an Xbox. Uh-huh. You could take a purse that's worth 500 bucks. for Theoretically, could you, like, let's say I had a bunch of games on demand on a 16-gig memory stick. Gus, you're blowing my mind. Like, could, you, <laughs> could someone stealing a memory stick constitute that much? If it's Like, I guess there's enough software on there? If if anyone on this podcast answers that question, we're going to get a billion emails about how it's not theft. <laughs> right. Because right. right. it's a digital copy, and you still have yours, and I wouldn't have gone anyway. It's not stolen, because you could re-download also it. The best part, <laughs> also, the best part would be trying to explain to a police officer how that works. Yeah. I mean, dealing with, my, dealing with the police officer I've been dealing with, it was, it was rough enough explaining what an IP address was. <laughs> I was like, I mean, like, I gave them, we have friends at Microsoft, and there's they, they do a deal where, they can track Xboxes based on a console ID. I, I had recently moved my DRM to a brand new Xbox I had just got, and so I had the console ID. I knew exactly what it was, and so I gave it to the police officer. I was like, call this number. It's Microsoft. Tell them this is the ID. This is the console ID. This is my profile I'd sign in with, and they literally will tell you anytime someone logs online with this machine, and the cop just didn't get it. He, like, he literally said, yeah, I, that, I, that Microsoft thing just didn't work. My password was wrong or something. I, I'm, I'm not going to pursue that. It's like, are you kidding me? Ugh, he, so. He's got other reports to take, dude. He's too busy to investigate. God. Yeah, too, too busy to you know work on a case when there's other cases not to work on. He's and like, I could solve this murder or help Jack get his Xbox. I don't... But it's just like... It was a nun, but Jack really likes to play Crackdown. I don't know. Anyway. I don't know. I don't like that argument. <laughs> hey, Detective Franco, how much is a lot of source worth? <laughs> <laughs> Do you have so, a license for that? Anyway, there, I mean, at, at this day and age, you should be able to track damn near anything using the internet. <laughs> it would be great too. It's like even if he understood it, even I mean, for even the people who understand like the technology and all that, there's still the the debates about whether or not the digital stuff is actually stolen and what the value of it is. You sure. know, imagine a conversation with a cop. You know, they stole all my CDs, officer. It's like, well, I hear most of those bands make their money touring anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Those record executives take all that money. <laughs> Could you imagine trying to explain why somebody, like, they think the worst thing in the world that could happen to me is if somebody stole my memory card, not for whatever games I downloaded, but for the 180 games of save files yeah. I have. <laughs> Try to explain that value. It's like, cloud listen, computing, man. Cloud I've computing. Got, I've got 40,000. I've got 40,000 kills on Left 4 Dead 1. I'm so close to getting that <laughs> Did you see what happened to DMZilla last night? Did you read his Twitter? No. He was trying to clear out his Crackdown 2. He had, he had the game on his memory card. A lot of the people got it, like reviewers and stuff. Yeah. And he accidentally wiped all the Crackdown 2 data off his, off his card. So he lost all of his orbs and his save games and everything like that. So he lost everything. So start over from scratch it is one of those things that's terrible when it happens to you and it just ultimately when you hear about it happening to somebody else it just doesn't really all that matter that much (laughs) (laughs) it is kind of like you know yeah that's really sad and you recognize the amount of time that went into it but it's like what's the penalty here you have to play a game again you know what i mean it's like hard it's hard to really feel the hardship there but when it happens to you it's the fucking end of the world (laughs) kill someone with this tv no i get it i feel i feel for him like Ricky Schroeder's about to murder your ass. <laughs> <laughs> You're about to get Bateman. We need we need that we need a uh, 
like a way to say that. Like I identify with your problem. Like I sympathize, but I don't empathize. Is that, yeah, yeah, I guess that's yeah. a way to say it. QQ. I I care once removed. <laughs> <laughs> Essentially. Oh man. Just acknowledge. Yeah. I acknowledge. I acknowledge. I acknowledge. Acknowledge. <laughs> Logically, I understand your problem. Emotionally. <laughs> <laughs> so, speaking of, though, of stuff that, that gets out there, um, that was the worst segue ever. <laughs> I, looking at Gus's laptop, I should say that. Looking at Gus's laptop, he has the Star Wars thing up. And mm-hmm. they put out a new uh, a new scene from Return of the Jedi. Well, let me ask you a question. Where do you think that scene's been hanging out for the last 30 years? Oh, who or knows? 20 years. Just, just, to, just like on, on Lucas's shelf? He's Lucas like, oh, film, yeah, yeah, there's the lightsaber scene. I forgot about that. It makes me wonder what else is there. It's a cool scene, too. It's pretty cool. It's an okay scene, but it was just, it was just really cool to see. It's like that I, that... I had an emotion watching that that I yeah. had that I didn't have watching any of the movies in the, in the new trilogy. Yeah, yeah, I agree. But I, I could see why... It's cut, I guess, because I guess that scene would have taken place would have been like the first scene in the movie. Yeah, yeah. And I think I kind of like the way Jedi starts already with you know three PO and R two D two walking up to the palace, and then Luke shows up in all black. Right. Fucking, you don't know what's going on. I mean, yeah, it's a cool scene, but I I can see why it was cut. Yeah, Yeah, I can see why it was cut. For people who don't know what the scene is, it's it's Luke inside of a cave on Tatooine. Completing his lightsaber, so essentially he becomes a dark knight or a dark knight. It becomes a Jedi knight. (laughs) And so. then I guess he is supposed to put his lightsaber into R2 for use later when he shoots it up on the sail barge. Oh, really? I didn't even see that part. I, I, I mean, I, I think that, that's what they imply like, towards the end. Like, he's, he reaches with it towards R2. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah so that's the that's the bit about Jedi. Like, to become a Jedi Knight, you have to build your own lightsaber. and so. But it shows... Uh, among other things. Yeah. Yeah, it shows Darth Vader, like, walking through one of those sets, you know, with all the white walls. Yeah. It almost looks like he's back on the... Uh, the very first, very first set. Star Destroyer. Yeah, the, and, yeah. Yeah, the and Princess Leia ship in the very first Star Wars. He's on one of those, like, it's all white walls. And then he ends up in that little chamber that he sits in. I love that chamber. I love that chamber, too. Well, you know what? Every time I see that chamber, I think of that Darth Vader being an asshole. Video <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that is brilliant. Yeah. God, that is so brilliant. If you've never seen that, you should definitely. We're going to yeah, link we'll, that, We right? will totally link dump that. That's, that's one of the, the best ma- Star Wars mashups I've ever seen. You know, I remember as a kid, it was... We had to see Darth Vader's face. It was yeah. yeah. Oh hell yeah! When the third movie was coming out, you were gonna have to see it. I get the feeling it's like not not the case anymore. I was reading in a YouTube comment that that the, uh, the somebody said at the end of Reach, do they show Master Chief's face? Like first of all, Master Chief and Reach, and you know why are they even talking about Master Chief and Reach? And then uh, that's the first time I've ever heard that sentiment. Like we have to see Master Chief's face. I don't want to see. Master I've heard yeah. I've heard people say that before. Like in Halo, was it Halo Two or Halo Three? Someone like looked at the texture file to try to see if there was a face under the mask. And that was Halo 3, I think. Yeah. Right. I think we've already seen it now, too. Like, they put it in some Marvel... Well, you see him as a child. Yeah. Uh, you know, actually, Bun- uh, Bungie, Frankie addressed this at that Halo Universe panel we went at at Comic-Con. Somebody asked about that, and he said, you saw him as a child in the Marvel comic, and that's all you will ever see. Really? That, yeah. Wasn't he that him that, in the remember? commercial? He said yeah. that definitively. Mm-hmm. He said, you will never see... We're not going to show his face. We have no interest in doing that. Yeah, I think it's interesting they even like showed him as a child because then you have a definitive race on him, which yeah, just like a little blonde kid, right? Yeah, why couldn't he be like the Rock? <laughs> <laughs> why, why why can't he be Maori? Speaking of which, we saw um, Jack and I went and saw the other guys. Oh yeah, um, I hear that's pretty good. Yeah, it was pretty good. It was I pretty good. The, uh, it's fun. The best Will Ferrell movie in a while. But I got to tell you that Samuel Jackson and The Rock at the beginning of it, they stole the entire show. Yeah, they're, really? they're the best part of that movie. God, they were so funny. They played a clip on Stern the other day, which was uh, them having an argument where Mark Wahlberg said that 
if he was in the animal kingdom, he would eat. If he was a lion and he, he was, was a tuna. lion, he would eat. Will Ferrell as a tuna, and that that whole scene how it played out was really fucking yeah. funny. It was funny. That's probably Very the funniest funny. scene in the whole movie. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm sad I've seen it now. I saw Eva <laughs> Mendez is freaking hot. Yeah, I, I love her. I've never been much of an Eva Mendez I've fan, but she was loved she Mendes. was great in this. I mean, she was really funny and really hot. And she played Will Ferrell's wife, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm gonna get you part of this. We could ruin potentially ruin it for you, so you should definitely see it. It's yeah. uh, um, you know, would you say it's a definite see, Jack? How do you feel about it? Uh, I would say it's a DVD watcher. You know, like or Netflix or something. Yeah, that's what I plan on doing. Zooming it. We don't although, really go to movies anymore, do you? I gotta make a I gotta make a fucking decision between Zune and iTunes. <laughs> I got half my stuff on one, half my stuff on the other. Uh, I never know I never know like what movie exists where or how I'm gonna watch it. It's I would really lean annoying. iTunes. There's more platforms for it. <sighs> yeah, I don't know, but I use my Xbox way more than my computer. But I don't have Apple T V. If I had Apple TV, maybe. Plus, you'll have a Windows 7 phone soon. I'm sure they'll have Zune integration as well. You're or maybe you right. should stay with both. Plus, plus, dude, the nice thing about Zune that you have to acknowledge is I can go and I can download uh, the other guys. And then I can delete it because I need space. And then six months from now, I can re-download it again. You can do that through iTunes. Can yeah. you? No, yeah, you can't. No, there's, there's, so. a no. show, there's a show available downloads thing. Well, that's yeah, that's, no, if, that's, that's if that's it different. hasn't been downloaded yet. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but, no, dude. Once you download a movie. I bought, I, I, bought se- I bought season one of Mad Men a long time ago. Watched it. Deleted it by accident, and I can't re-download it now. Yeah, even Gus, I really? for it. Gus and I experienced yeah. this on the way to Comic-Con. That sucks. Because I was in the middle of watching The Wire on my old laptop. I bought a new laptop, brought the new laptop, and then we sat at the airport and tried to figure out how to get The Wire, because we had like an hour to kill, how to download a couple episodes of The Wire, and we could, it's impossible. Couldn't be done. You mean huh. episodes so had, you had already downloaded? Episodes I had already right. purchased and downloaded. You so can, you I can have purchase to burn it. them to a disc... Or put them on a hard drive and then copy them over. Or That's copy the only them way. You can purchase them and then not download them and then download them later on a different machine. Right. That's that's it. The really bizarre thing about that too is if let's let, let's say you watched episode one of The Wire, and then you downloaded, watched it, and all that, and then next time you go to buy it, it even warns you you've already bought this. Do you want to buy it again? Are you sure you want to buy it again? It's like oh, how about I just download it? That's not an option. Nope, not nope. an option. It's either buy it again or no, I don't want to buy it. And the nice thing about the Zoom is I have, like, four Xboxes set up in my house, so if I want to watch – or if I want to stream something, I can just go to any Xbox and stream what I've already posted. You watch it on two Xboxes at the same time? I could if I wanted to. Plus, with Hulu and ESPN and uh, Netflix all on the Xbox, I think the Zoom is benefiting from that as well. Yeah. This is – there'll be – they'll there will be some kind of equilibrium reached. I don't know what it is on this DRM stuff, but I wish we would get to the point – where someday, if you buy a piece of entertainment, be it a television show or a movie or a video game, well, I guess video games platform specific, but or a uh, like a song, you have a digital license for it that exists across all platforms. Yeah, I don't think that'll ever happen, but that would be great. So if I wanted to buy the other guys and watch it on my computer via iTunes, yeah, I don't think that, that I don't think that'll ever happen. Another it's thing crazy. I'm It'd be nice, about, though. we actually we moved away from that yeah. because you could buy an MP3 and you had the MP3s, I, and then and then now suddenly. We don't have that anymore. Now we have Zune versus iTunes. Like, one of the things I'm scared about is I used to, when I had the Roku player way back before, you know, Netflix integration was on the Xbox, mm-hmm. I bought that Roku player, which was awesome, but it died eventually. I had it for about two years, and it died. And the and Roku had, player is just a dedicated Netflix streaming box. It is, but it's also Amazon On Demand. Okay. And I bought a bunch of stuff, a bunch of movies from Millie on Amazon On Demand, and now those are just in the ether. They're gone. I don't. I mean, I, maybe I can go to Amazon and find them and watch them via some Amazon thing on my computer mm-hmm. but it's just like there's to me like all those episodes of all those harry potter movies i bought on amazon just don't exist i'm sure anymore. you can log in you know, amazon, like the website and find it amazon's actually pretty good and you know me i'm a big could amazon I, could fan. i just download the like an mov you can probably watch it on their player it. in yeah. line yeah yeah. yeah it's not or you go get another Roku you know box. i just 
it's funny you say that. Uh, just yesterday, I ordered uh, a standalone Blu-ray player uh, for my house, and mm-hmm. it comes with Netflix streaming and Amazon Video on Demand built into it. I like the Amazon Video on Demand when I had it yeah. via Roku. I use it all so the time. So just give me your username and password, and I'll just watch all your movies. Oh, thanks. <laughs> all right, so, so I've been doing a little bit of research here. Uh, so you know, you can. There's no easy way to re-download purchased items, but you can contact. Like if you if your computer crashes or something, you can contact Apple. And tell them what happened, and they can they can basically flip a switch, and it'll re-download all your purchases to. So they have the ability to let you do this, they and just, they don't they, give it to you. Yeah, fuck yeah. that, dude. So, That's terrible. anyway. Well, it's like the. Uh, I mean, everyone has to have some measure of protection in because people are just. I mean, people are not trustworthy. They'll do whatever they can to get. A free guess, copy maybe they'll it. share usernames and passwords and re-download everything. I don't know. But still, iTunes still has that five-computer limit for authorization. And it's am. up to the iTunes representative to say yes or no on that. Like, I could say, I bought a new laptop. I have all the stuff on my old laptop. I don't want to go to the to the process of copying it to a hard drive and then moving it over. So can I just re-download on my new laptop? That dude could be having a bad day and go, no, my coffee was cold today. Well, I guess so. But I you, don't can, think you can still get it done. We're asking. We're, what we're saying here is that you can't do it. But you can do it. You yeah. just can't do it easily. Yeah, I mean, you can't do it easily. making a phone call to someone—that's that's the way the world works. Sometimes you yeah. have to do it that way. Yeah, you know, we're just used to if it's more than two clicks, it's bullshit. And bullshit. I'm, it, it doesn't exist. <laughs> nuggets. No more bullshit. <laughs> we gotta make that shirt. By if the you're, way. Uh, I guess I don't if, think we if, if, it's, if it's a fundamental like feature of one of your competitors, it just seems like it would be something that Apple would want to integrate. Yeah. As much as I love Apple and iTunes, and I really do, I just it makes me not want to use iTunes. I, I get what you're saying, but a lot of times what happens is the market leader does things, and then the person right behind him will do other things to try to, you know, stand out. And then as soon as, they, as, soon as yeah. they become the market leader, they, they adopt clamp all that down. Yeah. yeah, they clamp all that stuff down. You know, I mean, I'm, I was really happy to see that they have DRM-free music now on iTunes. Absolutely. I mean, that kind of drives me wacky that you couldn't, like, you had to watch it in iTunes, and you had to use iTunes to sync to your iPod and all that. God. That stuff was bullshit because... CDs have no DRM on them anyway in the first place. No, I know they don't. Yeah, so <laughs> fucking bullshit. Well, that was just thing. If you went out and bought a physical copy and ripped everything, you were fine. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. But people just don't do not do that. You know? They don't do that. Like I said, there's going to be an equilibrium reach, and it's going to bounce back and forth for a while and make people crazy, but what can you do? Yeah. Bitch about it in a, in the, in a popular podcast. Well, it does seem, too, like the digital, the digital delivery is the final format. Yes. Like, we were – I know you and I have talked about this before, but there has to be some movie that just by virtue of when it came out in history made the most amount of money. Let's take The Godfather, for instance, because The Godfather came out in the early 70s, and it's when people went to movies. Now, and they weren't even released wide. Like, they released them in L.A. and New York, and then they worked their way across the country in word of mouth. And it was such a huge theatrical. It's when everybody went to the movie and never saw it, so it made a ton of money in, the, in theaters – then uh, it went to cable, probably went to television when all those things were huge. Uh-huh. Then it went to VHS. Then DVD came out. Then Blu-ray came out. Then digital came out. So it's like they could essentially sell that movie about eight different times, mm-hmm. just from different formats, not from like re-releases of master collections or whatever. You know, they could redo that over and over again. Like honestly, Star Wars or. I think Godfather was even on HD DVD, which is a dead format. You don't even think yeah, about the dead yeah. formats. Like, they had Betamax in there, too, right? Or uh, what was that other format? The original DivX? Oh, yeah, the original oh, DivX, yeah. yeah. Or LaserDisc. Oh, Godfather yeah. was a huge LaserDisc movie. I mean, just think about the number of formats, and there's certain benefit to that. Now a movie coming out, well, granted, there's a lot of different ways you can sell things now, but they're not going to have that long tail of, like, all those different formats being invented. Yeah, it'll just all be digital. Yeah. 
I mean, think about the Matrix selling just DVDs. How many DVDs the Matrix sold? Yeah, Man, I feel like that's the, that was like the breakout DVD player. You got to buy a DVD player to watch the Matrix DVD movie. Speaking it's fortunate time, yeah. Speaking of the Godfather, we were talking about the Godfather and how I haven't seen the God. How ridiculous it is I haven't seen the Godfather in the last podcast. After the last podcast aired, I got a call from my mom, and she goes, you're absolutely lying. You have totally seen The Godfather. And I was like, I've, I, I swear I've never seen that movie. And she said, you don't remember because you were six, but you watched The Godfather. <laughs> I was like, wow. What the hell were you doing showing me The Godfather at six? Hey, hey, what is and the, she's like, whatever. What does your son think about The Godfather, Bertie? <laughs> yeah. I asked her, I said, well, did I like it? And she said, no, you were terrified by it. You cried all, all the way through. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe because they're fucking cutting horses' heads off. Oh, yeah. it's choking a dude with a piano wire. It's funny, too, because I heard, uh, like, last week after the podcast, I overheard someone say, like, there was a group of people talking, and someone said, I've, yeah, I've never seen Star Wars. And the literal first response was, you haven't seen Star Wars? <laughs> <laughs> it, like, it couldn't have been scripted better. It was, it was perfect. It's what, it, it literally, people say almost every, I mean, it's a 98%, you know, chance that they're going to say that exact phrase. Yeah. I mean, we do that with the... The online video stuff now. Yeah, we do. I assume everyone's already seen the Bioshock Infinite trailer. That's awesome. Speaking of online video. Yeah. I thought that was pretty cool. I, wa- I went and uh, watched it at home on my Xbox. I just like it in HD. Yeah. Way better on the TV. Yeah, I, I definitely noticed things when I watched it on the Xbox that I didn't notice, like in the little, in the tiny player on the internet. Yeah, for sure. There's a lot more of, like, the, the art, I guess, in the background showing, you know, the woman, I don't know, the female Uncle Sam. I don't know what you call her, the equivalent. Yeah. Like, a lot of uh, art involving her. It's really cool. It's interesting to see. I like the the fake out with the underwater stuff at the beginning. Came yeah. out of fucking nowhere too. I would have uh, I would have really liked the fake out if I'd been allowed <laughs> to see it. I couldn't believe that the way that Jack asked me if I'd seen the new Bioshock trailer. I almost don't want to say it because it's like in case you haven't watched the Bioshock trailer, you should not listen to the next ten seconds. You don't want to get jacked. Whatever. <laughs> well, Jack it's, comes it's... Jack comes out, Gus, and he says to me, "Hey, have you seen the new Bioshock trailer where it's in the air and not in the water?" <laughs> I was like, no, what is that? And, he, and Jeff goes, what the fuck is wrong with you to Jack instantly? I like, I heard him yeah. saying it, and I had to run out to try to catch him from fucking <laughs> spoiling the trailer. Like, but it was cool. It was a really well done trailer. Yeah, it, it's been out a week. I'm sure people have seen it by yeah, now. Yeah, for sure. If they haven't. If sure. you haven't, too bad. Yeah. You know, there's there's, the there's so few things anymore where I'm now not looking for a twist that it doesn't matter. You know, it's, I can just watch the presentation of it and be fine with it. Sure. See Mass Effect 2 is coming to PS3. You also don't know you're watching yeah, a Bioshock. It's pretty cool. You don't know you're watching a Bioshock trailer at the beginning of it. Some that should be presented as a Bioshock trailer, and then you get the twist. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, you kind of have the underwater. You thing, see and a then big they daddy. Show, pretty they show early the big on. daddy statue, and then they show the city skyline. It kind of dawns on you. Yeah, and then they take it away. I think. No, I I'll, I'll take your word for it. I thought it was done well. I was I wasn't allowed to see it like that. Speaking of skyline, have you seen the trailer <laughs> for the movie Skyline? Yeah, he's, he's so desperately trying to change the subject. What's the twist in it? <laughs> no, no, no. Have you, have you seriously seen the trailer for Skyline? No, please ruin it. Fuck you guys. <laughs> I'm done. I'm, I'm out. <laughs> Fuck y'all. Don't leave. Don't leave. <laughs> don't leave. I have more jokes. No, what's Skyline? <laughs> <laughs> please, this is going to get worse. <laughs> somebody's, somebody's getting frustrated. What's Skyline? I haven't seen it. It was a trailer that was uh, shown during Scott Pilgrim last night. Who's in it? Um, I don't know. It's about... Um, Based on love. I, you know, I'm, I'm worried. I'm worried about showing or saying anything about the trailer, but it's a. It looks a little bit like Independence Day, but kind of maybe even darker. Oh yeah, yeah, dude. Independence Day is a good movie. It's really weird too because the trailer references Stephen Hawking's comment about not answering messages from space, and that's kind of interesting to me because that just happened about a month ago. So they must have cut a trailer that included all. That. I guess I missed that. What happened? Uh, Stephen Hawking. Stephen Hawking said a couple different things. Um, 
well, guess the most recent thing he said was that humanity needs to live another 200 years, and then we're locked. We're, we're, they, we will not be able to die. Like, we will have been off our planet. Once we're off our planet, that's it. All bets are off. Well, yeah, we, nothing can destroy us. At that so time. in 200 you years, have, we're you have off redundancy. Yeah, we have redundancy, exactly. <laughs> we so have, in, in case this planet crashes, we got the other one is a hot backup. We got our off-site backup. <laughs> wow, dude. So Stephen Hawking says in 200 years we'll be off Earth, and we'll be colonizing and fucking John Carpenter of Marsing it and going crazy. Yeah, but what the fuck does he know? I mean, honestly, I mean, <laughs> yeah. who can predict that shit? But he, uh, he, he also said that he made a comment, I guess it was a little bit longer, maybe it was like five months ago, where he said, we should not be communicating with space. We should not be sending radio signals, dedicated radio, radio signals into space. And if we do receive a message from another civilization, we should not answer it. Not at all. Let, because, it, go, let it go to voicemail. You want to answer that shit? Well, what he said was that he equated <laughs> aliens landing on this planet with Columbus landing in the New World. Okay. That's what it would be like for us. And then more likely there's a civilization like us that is searching the galaxy for something, whether it's resources or whatever, and we don't want to be what they find. Right. So right. it's, it's they're gonna take our spice. Yeah, you, you don't want them going around looking for the lost city of gold, fucking killing everyone on the way. <laughs> <laughs> exactly right. Oh man, that I, sucks. I have to say that of all the bizarre, yeah, it looks pretty cool. Just uh, Jack just showed me. The I don't poster know. For I don't know. That that poster looks awesome. It looks Thank awesome. Thank you, Jack. Those people in that poster are not happy, by the way. Yeah, in, in the trailer they're screaming. Oh. but uh, I have to say that of all the weirdo like apocalyptic like zombies and crazy shit like that i mean the the craziest thing is aliens could put i mean it's, it's feasible the aliens could land on this planet one day and the world's completely different absolutely like it just it just could happen you know what i yeah. mean and like we just uh, literally in one minute the whole world is different like suddenly we're free-range humans and they're fucking eating or us and whatever and some space organic whole foods kind of thing you could be on a spaceship or you could be benign, like happy, like Star Trek stuff. But you could be on a spaceship traveling to another planet in the next month. Yeah, like that could happen. Like they they land and they're they're super streamlined in their bureaucracy, and they get you to fill out the forms, and you qualify for this trip to Jupiter if you want to go. And suddenly, bam, nobody is cares it likely? About... No, but it's possible. Is it more likely than zombie outbreak? Way more. Yeah. Or what if aliens come to Earth and then we we fucking we change their reality. Like, we introduce them to gamer score and, like, strip clubs and all the things that make Earth great. <laughs> gamer score and strip clubs. Those are the things that make Earth great. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. A little bit of Jack Daniels. <laughs> Thank you, Jeff. You just made my day. No problem, buddy. Suddenly they're like, eh, I don't want to continue with this mission. I'm going to play some more fucking Halo Reach. <laughs> I'll get to save in the universe later. That's... This chick's got double D's. <laughs> it's, it's ten dollars lap dance for the next hour. And for them, you know, with infl- with space inflation, for them it's like twenty five cents. Yeah. Space, so, inflation. space inflation. <laughs> so it's it's a deal. It's the Earth, interstellar pound. Earth will be like their Tijuana. Everything here is so cheap. So what did you think about Skyline, Jack? Are you excited about Skyline? I'm not on the podcast anymore. No, oh, he's gone. <laughs> so. Here I got my mic here, Jack. What did you think about Skyline? It looked good. Who who's in it? Um, I don't know. It's Spaceships. Donald Faison from Scrubs. Donald Faison from Scrubs. I don't know who that is. He's the black he's, guy he's from Scrubs. Oh, okay. Scrubs. I know who that is. He was also in Felicity. Was he? I'm just gonna <laughs> just, throw that out there, just for the hell of it. It's a little nugget. I don't think I've ever seen an episode of Scrubs. I haven't either. It's good. Bernie liked it a lot. I did. I have a feeling, and I don't know this, but I'm gonna guess that Jack liked it too. 
Uh, yeah, I'm a fan of Scrubs. To tell you who's in Skyline, no one's in Skyline, which makes me very interested. In yeah, it. I like that actually. Yeah. Who, who's is there like a, a big director or someone attached to it? It's it's actually it's two brothers that owned a uh, special effects house. I read something about this. This the the trailer premiered at Comic Con, and I had heard about it. I just forgot about it. And it's it's two brothers that worked on like they did, they they own a special effects house. They worked on a bunch of really big special effects movies, and now it's sort of like the District Nine deal where they they're like, well, we shit, we should make a movie, and so they make their own movie. And because they, they've done it before, they know how to direct a special effects film. And that makes so. you more excited? Well, I mean, if it's like District 9, absolutely. Well, you're using a very good example, but nothing, nothing has a better track record than sci-fi movies filled with people you don't recognize. <laughs> <laughs> hey, dude, that's how we ended up with the uh, fucking Vin Diesel, right? And Primer. And I mean, Primer. The, you definitely pick it, but then there's also Transmorphers. I mean, hell, oh, yeah. It's Cyborg 10. <laughs> I mean, hell, Memento is a sci-fi movie, kind of. Is that Christopher Nolan? Memento? Yeah. yeah. God damn. I don't think that Memento is in record. any way a sci-fi movie. It's a guy jumping around. I mean, his memory and everything is all fucked up. Is that that's no. science and it's fiction? Mm, nope. Like, if a guy's in a wheelchair, is that sci-fi? I mean, it's that's more like a medical thing, right? That's more like med-fi. It's a thriller. It's not sci-fi. Yeah, okay. I wouldn't thriller. say it's sci-fi. It's a good movie, though. I mean, you can make arguments whether or not Inception is sci-fi. You I mean, could? Yeah. I think it's pretty sci-fi, the whole... Jumping into dreams premise. I think I think you could make a better argument that movie's a fantasy because there's no the, like the science of it. I mean, it's definitely sci-fi and it falls in there. But it's like, what is sci-fi? Like, you know, Lost is kind of turned sci-fi into this like a weird puzzle kind of genre where you're supposed to figure shit out. Mm-hmm. And it seems like that's where sci-fi is now. But I mean, really, Inception is just they don't really go too much into the rules. Like to me, The Matrix is a great sci-fi movie because there's rules and it's a world and you understand. But like Inception, man. They just they just hit the ground running and they just throw shitloads of complexity at you. Yep. And that's that's how they do it. Like they don't ever spend any time setting up the case or or what I, they're doing or anything. They're just I, like these are dreams. You get this. Here we go. I love that about that movie. By I do the too. Way. I do too. That they don't yeah, have do to too. fucking go into a lengthy explanation. That I don't have bored to, We don't have to see fifteen minutes of DiCaprio trying to convince Ellen Page to join the team or any of that. shit. Or like a backstory, like. This is why, you know, we need to get in and steal, you know, plant this idea for this secret. Or, or like, here's like, every character's secret motivation. Yeah. yeah no. Right. It's, okay. I, I think it's a lot more. I know. It's, it's intentional. It's supposed to be, I think, like a dream. Your dream just starts, and that's, you know, you're in it. Well, that's what he says. The dream starts in the middle. Your uh-huh. dreams always start in the middle, right? The movie started kind of right in the middle. Right. And the, the, the spinning top is the big thing, and the, the spinning top is the idea that, oh, by the way, we're talking about Inception, so if you haven't seen it, you know. You're fucked. Uh, yeah, you're kind of fucked right now. It's been out over a month. Yeah, so the spinning top is the idea that reality is not itself, but that's just kind of the thing in the movie is reality, what we think it is, you know? Right. So, but I, I, I would argue, and this is a very frustrating thing for me on like a creative slash professional level, is that Ellen Page did go through the 15-minute scene where Leonardo DiCaprio did try to convince her to join the team, and it, they had scenes where they walked around and explained all the rules of like what the architect is and how things work. They had those scenes. It's like, man, if it was anybody else, could you watch him explain stuff for about 10 or 15 minutes? You couldn't do it. That's a really good point. Yeah. You know? He's a great fucking actor. He really is. Man, that's what – I think it's a value of really good actors. You'll just watch him, like, read a friggin' instruction manual. Yeah. No, absolutely. It's like I'll see – I would see anything with Robert Duvall in it, for instance. Yep. Dude, just fucking great. Who else is like that? I got one. Uh, I'll name one. You name one. All right. You got Robert Duvall? I'll uh, go Gene Hackman. I, I would agree with Gene Hackman. I'll go Forrest Whitaker. I'll go Clint Eastwood. George Clooney. Hands down. Uh, I'll go George Clooney. Yeah, absolutely. You're definitely right. Um, I, I would I would, I would, 
five years ago I might have said like Pacino and De Niro, but those guys don't really don't haven't done it. For and me maybe really. Tom Hanks. Uh, Tom Hanks. Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise. I mean, sure. you can make yeah. fun of the guy all day. I hate him for who he is all day long. But he makes great films. Sit yeah. my ass in a chair. Same with Brad Pitt. It's like, bip, it's the guy who it is. Yeah. Yep. Tom Cruise more so than Brad Pitt, I would say. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Paul Newman. Definitely Paul Newman. You can watch Paul Newman in anything. Yeah. Uh, it's really, it's really Robert Redford. You know, this Julia Roberts movie, Eat, Love, yeah, Pray, or whatever. Say, th- these are all guys that you're naming. Yeah. Well, I thought that's what the idea was. No, no. I mean, why not in the act? Okay. Um, I'll say uh, Susan Sarandon. Helen Mirren. Helen Mirren for sure. That's, that's uh, a good one. Uh, what's her face from? Uh, I have trouble remembering her name, but the lady from uh, the pregnant girl from uh, Steven Zizou, Life Aquatic. Pregnant girl, Gwen, Gwyneth Paltrow. Not Gwyneth Paltrow. Uh, she was the reporter, and she was pregnant in it. I must not remember um, that movie very well. She the redhead chick. She's also uh, in. Uh, who's, who's the redhead girl? Hold on a second, I have to look it up. Julia, what's her name? Not the the one who's in uh, Children of Men. Uh, oh, Julianne yeah, Moore. Yeah, yeah. Julianne Moore. Sorry, what, escaping me. What about like Meryl Streep? Meryl Streep, for sure. She's on a different level. Yeah, she is on a different level, isn't she? She really is. You know, I, I'm almost embarrassed it's to admit a... it, but because we're talking about it, I watched It's Complicated over the weekend just because it was Meryl Streep and Alec Baldwin. Really? Yeah. I, I could totally... Alec Baldwin's like that for me, but I don't think he's like that for everyone. He's like that for me. I like him. You know who? You but know he's kind on... of a funny, like, right. I don't know, it's, it's a different level. Um, You know who was on Daily Show last Kate night? Kate Blanchett that is who I was talking about. Yeah, Kate Blanchett. That's super charming. Kate Blanchett. Emma Thompson. Yeah, she's really, really good. Man, I've forgotten about her. I can't remember the last movie. She's a, she's in that new Nanny McPhee movie. Yeah, yeah, she wrote that that movie. Here's another guy who used to be like that. He's like Pacino and De Niro, who used to be like that and is not like that anymore. Is Anthony Hopkins? I'll go another one in that realm. Harvey Keitel. Oh yeah. no, I can watch Harvey Keitel. Anymore. Really? No, you know, you know, he's sort of tainted his own. Uh, I got a great one. It tainted his own reputation. Is uh, Jack Nicholson? Sure. He used to be awesome, and then he started doing all the the comedy movies. He was so, so fucking good. In the oh, wait, 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 not, not Nicholson. Who am I thinking of? Uh, De Niro. De Niro. That's who I was thinking of. Yeah. yeah. Who, who you got, Bernie? So you got someone awesome? Denzel Washington. Duff. I will see any Denzel Washington movie. Yeah. yeah it doesn't great. matter. Like, he does a lot of sci-fi, too. We talked yeah. about that when we were talking about Book of Eli. It's really cool the amount of sci-fi that he does. And it's always like, his sci-fi is cool because it's always, like, believable sci-fi, you know? Yeah. It's always set in the near future... And it's always based around some technology you could believe exists, like some sort of realistic time travel. Like Demolition Man. <laughs> <laughs> no. Russell Crowe used to be like that, too. Dude, yeah. Russell Crowe's in one of the worst movies ever made. What's he in? Virtuosity. Yeah, is not Denzel Washington in that? Yeah. Yeah. They're both in that. It's That's why I thought of it. That's what, yeah. <laughs> I was thinking Ter- the worst Denzel Washington movie he's got. Terrible Russell Crow film. Just yeah, terrible. Russell Crowe was... I, I can't... I, yeah, I can't watch Russell Crowe. Like, I don't think I can watch any movie he's in. You ever see Master and Commander? Why is that? I don't know. Just something about him. The look on his face. I don't know what it is. It just pulls me out of it. Like I want, I want to hate him when I see his face. Really? Yeah, it doesn't do. That doesn't happen to me. Like I, I, you better hope he didn't hear that. <laughs> <laughs> I hear he's got some rage problems. I don't know. I, I, I can't remember a movie I liked him in. You know, like else? Gladiator. I'll see in anything. No, I did not like. I hated Gladiator. Willem Dafoe. Oh yeah. Yeah, I like Willem Dafoe a lot. You should tackle your microphone. I, <laughs> I hit it with my big nose. You know, uh, I was gonna, we were talking about this, Jack and I, after the movie last night. And uh, that girl who's in Scott Pilgrim, I don't know her name, but I've seen her in enough stuff now. Oh, Mary Elizabeth Winstead? Is that her name? Yeah, that's I don't know. She, she was in uh, Sky High, which yeah, is she an was, underrated kids' movie. That's a great film, yeah. Sky High. And she was in uh, Up in the Air. I, yeah, I didn't know. Are you thinking of Anna? Wait, that's Anna Kendrick. Oh, who am I thinking of? That's Anna Kendrick. That's the sister. That's who I'm talking about. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. I thought you were talking yeah, about she's, that. She's movie. great. She was awesome in Up in the Air. No, she's yeah, she's up in the air and she's from the Twilight movies too. But I've seen her enough stuff now that I just I'm buyer and whatever she's in. Mm-hmm. 
That's a big deal. A lot of times I don't buy people. Like, I don't have full buy-in on Michael Sarah yet. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just... Well, he's yeah. played the exact he same plays, character yeah, in every movie. Character. He looked, I thought he looked really different in this. It seems to be working for him, though. Yeah? Yeah, right? Yep. Although I, I did watch... I'm ashamed to say I did watch Year One. I, I saw it, too. I, I saw it, too. One. It's terrible. Yeah, I, I, I was not a fan. You should not be ashamed to watch an Ivan Reitman movie. I mean, that's a, that's a good gamble to watch an Ivan yeah. Reitman movie. Yeah. What was the last good Ivan Reitman movie you can remember? I'm just curious. I'm not... I just go to the big ones like Ghostbusters and yeah. Stripes. He did Evolution, yeah. right? Yeah, Ivan. I'm Reitman. not saying that was good. I'm just saying he did that. Right? Ivan Reitman is the guy who played Egon in Ghostbusters, and he no, wrote no, 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 Stripes. No. And... That's Harold Ramis. Oh, I'm th- yeah. I, was, I was thinking. I was thinking Harold Ramis. Actually, yeah. I, I don't know why I said Ivan Reitman. I was thinking Harold Ramis. Yeah, Harold Ramis directed Your One. I yeah. Think, right? yeah, I'm yeah. sorry. I'm sorry. I got my names confused. I was actually talking about Harold Ramis. Okay. Yeah. And I said Ivan Reitman. Ivan Reitman's making a Baywatch movie. <laughs> Good lord. Yeah, so Har- Harold Ramis is the guy who directed Year One, and he also is the guy who wrote Ghostbusters and wrote Stripes. Huh. And did you know Harold Ramis yeah, also wrote Groundhog Day? Yes. Yeah. I did not know that. Yeah. But Ivan Reitman directed Ghostbusters, right? Yeah. He's a safe bet. Yeah. Like, I'll see that, and I'll see... I, I won't turn my nose up at a Rob Reiner movie, you know what I mean? I'll, I'll give a Rob Reiner movie a fair shot. Absolutely. It might not be for me, but... Rob Reiner's a likable guy. He's a dude, he's very he, likable. If you see him on screen, you like him. Yeah. You know? Uh, yeah. Harold Ramis has directed four episodes of The Office. Yeah, Ivan Reitman has got a great fucking track record, though. Yeah, he goes uh, he goes from Meatballs to Stripes to Ghostbusters, Twins, well, Ghostbusters Two, Kindergarten Cop, <laughs> Six Days, Seven Nights. Uh. I was getting confused because we were oh, talking about Up in the Air was directed by Ivan Reitman's kid. He right? made yeah. yeah, he made Ivan Reitman made my super ex girlfriend. That movie we walked out of the theater on. That that movie was pretty friggin' bad, and it had a funny. Concept. That movie was actually referenced in Scott Pilgrim. That doesn't surprise me. It seems kind of similar. Was it? Yeah. Somebody said, is that the, that Uma Thurman movie? Somebody, huh. One of the guys, when he wakes up, he asks that question. It's like a joke. Am I, am I crazy? Uh, am I, I, must, I must have missed that. I might, I might be remembering wrong. Who knows? I couldn't. I mixed up Harold Ramis there, and Ivan Reitman. Yeah. yeah, there's a ton of stuff like that, though, in Scott Pilgrim, where it's you know easily missable references. So I was using invisible tape the other day, scotch tape. That's a great way to start a story. Thanks, dude. And I haven't used Scotch tape in a very long time, and I forgot something that's on Scotch tape that bothers the shit out of me. And I wonder, I'm wondering if this bothers anybody else. I even looked it up online, and I saw no references to this. When you're using Scotch tape and you're spooling out big, long pieces of Scotch tape, occasionally you will run into like a seam in the Scotch tape. It's just a line uh-huh. on the Scotch tape. Does that bother anybody else? I've never no, noticed I've seen the I've seen the scene before, but it never bothers. Do me. you feel like you have to cut the tape there? Do you no, feel like no. That line is there for a reason. You have some complex psychological issues, my friend. It's just this: like I don't walk like on black tiles or anything like that. <laughs> but when I see that line on the invisible tape, I feel like I gotta stop. I gotta cut there. You have to wash your hands like nine times. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, not at all. No, 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 it's something like that. It's like you gotta throw that spool away and put a new one on. Or like maybe there's like it's not. Structurally sound that part of the tape because so you, so you can't use it as load bearing tape. What is that? <laughs> what is that line? What is it? I, I assume that it's just part of the manufacturing process. Like they can't make a long strip. It's got, maybe they it's like two sections of tape being glued together. You don't know that. You have no idea. I'm guessing. You're asking me. I don't know. I haven't made tape in forever. Yeah, I don't know what it is. I also have never seen it. You've never seen it? No. All right. I've seen it. I will unspool an entire reel of tape so you can see it. I'm gonna. I discovered something this weekend. I debated on whether to tell the story or not, but I guess I'll tell it. So I was in the emergency room on Saturday. Do you want two microphones? <laughs> no. Uh, 
I was in the emergency room. Yesterday. Do you want to tell us why Saturday. you're in the emergency room? Sure, I have a colon problem. Oh wow! <laughs> like really? a, you know about it. It's, I just have this this silly little colon disease. It's not a big deal. Yeah, it affects me every couple of years. But so I had to. It's admit, called light bulb up the ass. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I had a toy car and a condom. It's, called, it's, called, it's called Hey Doc. Guess what I fell on? <laughs> it's called, I fell on it again. It's called Please, please don't tell my wife. <laughs> Anyway, this is so. the first time this has ever happened to me. <laughs> I swear to God. <laughs> I, each time I have to go to a different hospital <laughs> with a different name. Anyway, if you're in the emergency room and you're strapped up to a bunch of wires and there's like – you're stuck in a bed and you can't move and they're nice enough to give you a TV, could they give you a remote control? And if they don't, could they not put it on the movies about people dying in hospitals? Oh, no shit? I was in the hospital for three and a half hours by myself. Because my wife had to work. She's painting uh, murals on a school down in South Austin. And I said, hey, I have to go to the emergency room. And she said, yeah, okay, cool. <laughs> Let me know how that goes. I was like, all right. I'm gonna take myself to the emergency room. Now. Really? Yeah, well, she's very busy. And, uh, <laughs> and then uh, I, I, I admitted myself in. I admitted myself well, to the emergency room at 10 a.m. I didn't hear from my wife till 7 p.m. <laughs> well, I know who's getting the call from Miss Ramsey this week. <laughs> she was very busy. To, I'd like to, to be, speak to Griffin, please. To be fair to her. <laughs> and... Uh, so anyway, I'm sitting in there, and uh, I'm late. I'm strapped in. There, there's a, I got a thousand bad things that happened to me in the emergency room, like the, the phlebotomist lady not paying attention when she's putting the needle in my arm. She wanted to talk to me about her son's tattoos because I have tattoos, so suddenly I give a shit about her son's tattoos. I, I'm, and I'm, she I'm, sticks I, me I, wrong and sins. Like, I'm not kidding, like like hostile horror movie style spurts of blood across the – like hit the floor, covered my arm. It was terrible. It was so gross. And then she's like, huh. And then that was her response, huh? And then she kind of half-ass cleaned it up, so my arm was like dripping in blood Dude, for an hour. She should know better about that because men are babies when it comes to that stuff. I've had so many; I don't care. But, yeah, needles but yeah, don't but bug you. you. No, well, after you're in the army, you, you learn not to care. You get so many shots. <laughs> but uh, so anyway, and then they like they decide I need fluids because I'm dehydrated. So they they put the fluid thing on the stand, and then for some reason the fluid's on the right, and they stuck me in the left arm, so they drape it across my neck. The, the cable, and it's, like, taut. So I'm literally trapped. I'm, like, laying. I can't get up. I can't move. I can't bend my arm because she put the needle in wrong. Even though she says I should be able to bend my arm, if I move it, like, an inch, I can feel needles digging into stuff that they shouldn't be digging into. So I'm, like, all right, so the arm's going to stay straight. I hate I this story. thing across my chest. I look up to the TV, and I'm, like, oh, God, thank God there's TV here. They leave me alone because I have to test my blood. So they're gone for two hours. And uh, Diary of a Mad Black Woman is on. And I can't change it. And, like, it's at the part where, like, this lady's mean husband goes to the hospital, and he's in the emergency room, and they're doing all these tests, and he becomes quadriplegic, and I have to watch this guy's recovery. And then finally the movie's over, and I go, thank fucking Christ this movie's over. <sighs> this Queen Latifah movie comes on immediately after called The Last Holiday, where she works at a department store, and she's hanging out with LL Cool J, and she bumps her head on a cabinet, goes to the doctor – to make sure she doesn't have a concussion, finds out she has an incurable brain tumor and she's going to die in three weeks. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> and I have to watch that fucking movie. Did your head, hurt, so, did your head hurt, start hurting? Yeah, of course. I sympathetic got all the signs. I'm like, can I still move my limbs? <laughs> did, it did, that, did that wayward needle fucking affect my nerves? No. And so I had to spend like three hours on Saturday watching people die in hospitals. God dang, How really? How is that? Like, there's got to be... Some hospital administrator has to go. Maybe it's not a good idea to show the fucking dying people. You think they would have, like, 
in hospital programming, like movies that they... Yeah, like, if Patch Adams had come on, I would have killed myself. Yeah, like, they don't show movies about planes crashing and terrorists on airplanes. No, right, they don't. exactly. Move all that stuff. <laughs> it's common sense, right? Yeah, what do you think they would have, like, a, a sensitive hospital network? God damn. It's L- fucking terrible. For instance, I, they now show you can swipe your credit cards on a lot of airlines and watch live news, and sometimes on the news, they can't filter what's coming through in the news, and there's information about... A plane crashing into a house or something. Uh-huh. Or, like, the, watching a plane crash while you're on a plane is what, a weird thing. The, the, what, what, when that, remember a the couple years ago, jet. the JetBlue jet yeah. that got its landing gear stuck that was landing at LAX? Uh, you know, there was a big deal. It was all covered on CNN. People on the plane were watching the CNN coverage about their plane being unable to land. Fuck. And they watched the plane that. landing as they were landing. Oh, wow. Fuck that. Wow. Oh, dude, I got one more thing that happened to me while I was in there. At one point in the emergency room, this machine to the left of me started beeping. It was an alarm. And there was a big red bell going, deek, 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 like a digital bell that was like a warning bell. Going, deek, deek, deek. And I go, oh, this is great. I have to go to the bathroom anyway. I don't have a way to call the nurses. They'll come in to figure out why this machine is sounding a warning, and then I'll be able to go to the bathroom. That thing went off for 45 minutes in my ear before anybody came in. What do you mean you didn't have a way to call the nurse? There was no, like, button to call the nurses. I looked all around me, and since I couldn't get up, I was fucking trapped. I'm pretty sure, Gus, the thing that he needed is attached to the bed. I, I, I couldn't find it. I would think so, but hey, I'm going to take his word for it. I I'm telling there. you, I can't move my left arm. I got the thing across my chest. So I can't. I, my range of movement is extremely limited. And uh, but that thing went off for forty five minutes. I thought that when alarms went off, like nurses came running and doctors and people from nope. like the fifth floor came down. Nope, that thing just went off for fucking. Did they look at it and go, "That's weird"? That's weird. No, that's <laughs> exactly what they did. No, yes. like she came in and she goes, she looked at it for a second like this, and then looked at me and said, "All right, your test results are fine. You can go." They didn't, they didn't, didn't turn it off. It was still beeping as I was leaving the hospital. So how long were you there altogether? Three and a half hours. Okay. And how long after they told you you could go? How long were you sitting there? Waiting to check out or discharge or whatever. 20 minutes. I always find that's the they longest. They also tried to let me go. Sorry, not to interrupt. You're right. That is the longest part, especially if you have a kid. But uh, they also told me I could go and tried to let me leave with a catheter in my arm. And I had wow. to ask them to remove it. And then the lady goes, oh, yeah, I guess I should take that out. She takes it out. Then she goes, she looks, and the fucking blue rubber strip they tie around your arm when they first put the the needle in you was still on my arm, on my bicep. I just hadn't noticed it because I was all, like, clamped up. And she was like, that's not supposed to be on there. Has that been on there the whole time? And I'm like, I guess. And she's like, oh, we're lucky your arm didn't fall off. Wow. Thank you. Where was this? Uh, Seton Medical Center. Jeez Louise, man. So, ringing so don't go there. Yeah. You know, they. I guess nurses, when they come and turn off those alarms, you know, whenever, that's all you ever see in hospital movies or in TV shows, is the machine makes a noise and somebody dies. Yeah, the machine that's makes a noise. That's what happens. Somebody, the, somebody opens the door too late, a second too late, and somebody's dead. You think there's oh. a snooze button on those alarms? God. They're like, I'll come back in eight minutes. The nurses do act like it because they come in and they, they're very calm. And I think that that lack of panic is supposed to make you feel better. But it just makes you feel like they have no idea what they're doing. <laughs> or they're just or they super just disinterested. Care. Yeah. 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 Mm, whatever. You know. Like, oh, oh, that's the fourth patient that died today. <sighs> I hate lifting dead bodies. <laughs> the worst. I had, a, I had a nurse who – there was one time when I had – I didn't realize it, but I was having panic attacks. It was like right after college. Uh, yeah. And uh, I would have these things where, like, my heart would just start racing, and, was, and I and I didn't know I was having panic attacks. And once I figured out that it was something mental, it just kind of went away on its own. But there was a time when I thought I had, like, some kind of weird heart condition, which is what made me nervous, which kind of sure. fed my panic attack. Awesome. Basketball players are dying of heart palpitations on pickup games all over the country. Yeah, I hear, but, like, the like the high school kid runs a 440 and drops dead. Yeah, and I'm like, like That's Reggie me. Miller playing a pickup game between seasons. <laughs> That's me. Oh, Reggie Lewis. I'm sorry, Reggie Lewis. That's me without the cheerleader girlfriend, essentially. <laughs> but uh, so I went into the I went to the hospital, and they gave me um, 
they gave me like a potassium pill. Like I guess one of the things that helps regulate your heart is potassium. So they gave me some dosage of potassium. And I said, potassium, huh? Can I just eat a bunch of bananas? She goes, no, it's a little bit more than just eating a banana. You know, it's not much. We have to be careful with potassium. I said, why is that? She says, because if you take too much, it can stop your heart. <laughs> As if that's not bad enough. Then nice. I, I had just swallowed the thing. And I go, well, how do you know how much is too much? She goes, oh, no, it's regulated doses. She goes, but she goes, that's the kind of thing like potassium, the thing you just took. Whenever you hear about a nurse killing a patient, that's what they give them. And she fucking walks out of the room. <laughs> <laughs> right? That's her anger. <laughs> Thank you. I'll be here all week. <laughs> you know, like, as soon as she turned around, she got that fucking hugest grin. She probably, that's probably her, the best part of her job. <laughs> She's like, yeah, it's a nurse is giving potassium chloride to stop their heart. Oh, my God. And I was like, holy shit. So I'm sitting there. And, of course, now I'm looking back knowing that I was in there because of panic attack. <laughs> I'm like, just like the machine's going, you know, my heart's going like 110 while I'm just sitting there, you know, doing nothing. God. I can't go back and punch that lady. Oh, man. That's fucking awesome. So is your mom now going to call Griffin, do you think? Because your mom listens to the podcast and your wife did not go to the emergency room with I you? I don't. My mom, I told, well, interestingly enough, my mom is in the hospital right now for like a routine thing. Not a big deal. But so I don't think she'll be listening. But I called my mom and told her. Because I feel like it's my obligation to tell my mother every time I go to the hospital. Yeah. And my mom thought that part was funny. She did? Yeah, she laughed. Your mom works <laughs> in medicine, doesn't she? Yeah, she works in the hospital. Yeah. I guess she just stopped caring. I guess she just don't give a shit, yeah. Which right. is, I guess it's kind of a good thing that they don't care that's routine to them. Because most of the stuff you see, I mean, when you go to the hospital, 98% of the people have the same thing. You know, yeah. I mean, it's not like house, you know, where it's like everybody who walks in has a mysterious disease. Yeah. Because they have a mixture of pesticides in their house or something ridiculous because, like that. Yeah. It really is just, oh, you have a fever. You know, that's it. Or you have heart disease or cancer. Yeah. Take these antibiotics that will no longer work in 10 years. How scary is that, dude? 10 years of antibiotics left. Pretty crazy. Is that true? Yeah. They well, released a study that said we probably have 10 years of effective antibiotics left. Can we create some new antibiotics? Not unless we move into other stuff like gene therapy and things like that and start attacking them on a different level. It's the end of the world. Apparently there's some – no, it's not the end of the world. It's just the end of the cool cool world where, you know, we could do crazy shit and it didn't hurt us. But, like, they talk about how now, you know, 10 years from now, 15 years from now, when you go to the hospital to have a minor procedure, there's a pretty good chance you could die from infection. Like if you have your appendix taken out, you got a good shot. You might die. Whereas now they just load you up with antibiotics, like, proactively, which is what's creating part of the problem. Yep. And – uh you know, you're fine. It's no big deal. Like, there's routine surgeries. There will be no such thing as routine surgery anymore. How old will I be? In you'll be old enough to where you'll be wanting you'll, surgery. You'll be probably. looking for routine surgery, so fucking load it up now. Get your appendix taken out. Get your gallbladder <laughs> taken out. Get your pancreas. Just fucking get them all out. I'm going to have a proactive bypass just for the hell of it. Oh, my God. I mean, I'm sure they'll solve it, but they'll solve it in, like, a 10 to 20-year window. Yeah. You know, I have faith in humanity. It, it, they say, I mean, it's not 100% possi- possible. Like, some people say it's going to happen. Some people say it's not going to happen. But I think it's gonna. Happen. Well, we're all gonna be dead by 2012 anyway. So what's the matter? Oh, good point. Yeah, yeah. And plus, I'll be on a spaceship to Jupiter at the end of the month. <laughs> I don't know if you heard my long-term plan, war, man. <laughs> but it's 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 interesting because I've been hearing about this since I was a kid, like that we're over-prescribing antibiotics, right? And, you know, and I, there's been no real antibiotic breakthrough, I think, since penicillin. I would argue there hasn't been any real pharmaceutical break-ins or breakthroughs in that amount of time. Like somebody pointed out to me with the pharmaceutical industrial complex what was the last time we cured anything like that this is a cure like we cured polio this is the cure for polio yeah you make yeah you know me man you make more money on treatment yeah right than you do on fucking curing it right 
it's a lot. It's worth a lot more to be able to treat something for a long period of time than it is to cure it. Right. Cure it, cure it goes away. Maybe conspiracy theory. I mean, what if we're headed to that for antibiotics, where you have to like take something on a daily basis to stave off infection? Ooh. Well, like an antibiotic or like a vitamin, yeah. Mm. But like something you take every day. Yeah, I don't know. Very, very, very possible. Sons of bitches. They got us. They got us good. The genetic thing is weird, though. Like they, um, uh, they were talking. There was a couple of weird things. I read that um, Canadians all like they did a they did a survey or some kind of sample study where just look at BPA Canadians. You know oh, that like that chemical that's in plastic that they're worried about with kids. Yeah, yeah. That ninety six percent of Canadians tested positive oh, for it. Yeah, they're toxic, right? Yeah, or the radioactive or some shit. No, no, not radioactive. radioactive. <laughs> that's different. Now the other thing too, you want to go to a great setup for an apocalypse movie. The wildfires in Russia are burning. Did we talk I about read about that. that? No, we no, we didn't. didn't. Wildfires in Russia are, are burning the Chernobyl, Chernobyl land and sending radioactive smoke into the air. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's uh. Throwing the particles, the radioactive particles in the ground, into the air, and spreading them. Jack, do you have any comments about that? Did you see the YouTube video? The guys driving around in that? That was it, Chernobyl? fucking scary. Yeah. It, well, I don't or think it was, the fire. It, it wasn't Sorry. Chernobyl, but it was a video of, like, three guys in, a, in you know, some sort of SUV driving through fire trying to get out of it. And it looked like something out of, a like, a, an action movie. That sounds fucking crazy. It, 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 it was pretty crazy. It, it, it was probably the, the most tense I've been watching a video on the internet. It reminds me of that video of the dudes in uh, the reporters in Georgia when uh, Russia invaded who were getting shot at by the military. I don't like, know if I ever saw Backing that. up their SUV, like trying to get the fuck out of there. And like you just see the windshield getting peppered with bullets. Jesus. Really? I, I have to say some of the worst videos I've ever seen in my life come out of Russia. Yeah. Just some really like this just that Russian Chechen conflict. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. There was, was some bad stuff. Terrible there. videos that I'm still scarred about. Yeah. Scar you for there. life I mean, kind of stuff. Oh, terrible. Yeah. Those will be in the link dump. No, they will not be in the link. What do you, did you find it, Gus? Yeah, I guess uh, younger Canadians have more BPA in their bodies than parents. It's like 12 to 19 or something. Yeah, 91% of the population has BPA in their urine. People aged 12 to 19 uh, was higher than than the national average. And people 40 to 59 and 60 to 79 had lower percentages. Hmm. Yeah, my wife won't let me microwave anything in plastic because of that. Well, you're not supposed to anyway. Yeah. So it's microwave safe. <laughs> Fucking man, the people here when we were crunching, we had food here and everything. They were microwaving styrofoam plates. <laughs> well, that's Brandon was doing that. I mean, and Bernie microwaves his plastic lunch every day. Those I do in a plastic container. I, yeah. I microwave my plastic lunch every day. I have a plastic lunch. You know, I don't even have a microwave at home. So fuck you guys. Really? We had a weird thing with our microwave the other day where it beeped and it said it was the end. And then it went into some kind of weird overdrive mode. Oh, yeah. That was yesterday. <laughs> we couldn't see. We it went into overtime. The, well, like, the score was tied. The fan kicked up really loud on the microwave, and the lights kind of dimmed a little bit. Like, it was like one last burst of radiation. So it was like Bernie's, uh, Bernie's pasta was going back in time. <laughs> <laughs> and now I, have, now I have superpowers. Nice. But yeah, it's scary, all this, all that BPA. When did that, like, I feel like that was, that's a recent thing. Like, you, I never heard about BPA until, like, maybe a year and a half ago. Yep. And now it's, like, the end of the world that we use plastic all the time. Yep, pretty much. Like, the plastic, and it has this BPA in it. I was reading about some company, too, that was, uh, they, they made a stainless steel water bottle. And it was supposed to be a very oh, big deal that yeah. a bunch of people dropped using plastic water bottles to move over to the steel water bottle. And because they were afraid of BPA and they made all these lists and everything. And then it turned out the company used BPA to wash out the interior of the stainless steel bottle. And they were like, yeah, we, we do that. Wah, like, wah. Nobody, yeah. nobody asked, you know, <laughs> when they were making so much business off of it. Nice. I forget the name of the company, but 
Was it BPA Incorporated? Yeah. Um, you know, QuakeCon was, I guess, last week. Yeah. And uh, a couple of cool things came out of that. I don't know if I showed you all, but I guess John Carmack did a demo of Rage playing on the iPhone at 60 frames a second. And I looked, can't it, believe it, it played at 60 frames a second. It looked really cool. I mean, it's it, the graphics on it, and he says it himself, look like you know Xbox or PS2 quality. But it's crazy to think you can carry something that can output that caliber of uh, graphics in your pocket. Yeah, I, really I wonder. Is. Yeah, I wonder how it'll affect battery life. Have you seen Marcus? Marcus, I don't know what that is. Uh, look up Marcus PSP. Marcus with a U. M A R C U S. It's it's a uh, Tracy or was it Tracy Jordan's character from Thirty Rock? His son, the guy, the kid from Role Model. Oh, yeah. oh, I've seen those commercials. His PSP commercials. Yeah, he yeah. Uh, he, he. It's like he's the PS- Kevin, he's the Kevin Butler. Of, of PSP stuff. Who's Kevin Butler? Kevin Butler's the guy in the, the white dude in the, the tie and like the button-up shirt for Sony PS3. Does all the PS3. Yeah, does all yeah. the TV commercials. Yeah. You know him if you saw him. Yeah. Okay. It's, it's the PSP version of that. I like that he made a reference and explained a reference. But they're go- apparently Sony's chasing down uh, the iPhone. They're tired of like iPhone games and they have this guy showing off his lame castle is the game he downloaded for iPhone and then Marcus is showing him the actual games you can play mobile with PSP. Yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. A, a dedicated game machine, of course, is going to have better games and better graphics, but you look at the utility and everything else that it can do. It's like there, he, like in this commercial, Marcus is talking shit to him and then has to pull out his phone separately to call him and talk shit to him directly. That's a good point. <laughs> That's a really like, good point. Come on, he's using, he's using two devices to do what the other dude's doing with one. That's interesting. Why did they put that in the commercial? Right, it's fucking retarded. If I'm the one in charge of this ad campaign, I'm like, why the fuck is he pulling out a phone? That's the last thing you want to do. You should Skype him over the PSP or whatever shit they can do there. <laughs> you know? Damn, that's a good point. That's a really good point. You're Why add that in? I mean, it's almost like a Freudian thing in a way. It's like they, they pointed out the one thing that's wrong with their device. I know. In the commercial. Oh, man. Terrible. So what else came out of QuakeCon, Gus? Uh, no, the, the, the reason I was bringing it up is uh, I wanted to say this quote. I guess John Carmack was talking and reminiscing about Doom 3. And he had a quote that said, uh, he said, the game would have been more enjoyable if people could actually see it. Oh, wow. Pro- probably a comment that people on his forums were banned from making and when the game came out. Yeah. yeah. And it's, funny like, how- it's funny how in retrospect you can see the you can see that the criticism may have been valid. We went through a dark period of games, though. Like, like that was came out when games were darker. Halo 2 is a really dark game, too. Yeah, it is. Yeah. You know? But Doom 3, nothing compares. I mean... You can't see. You cannot hold a fucking flashlight and a gun at the same time. It's pretty crazy. You have to choose between them. There was a mod that came out for Doom 3 called Duct Tape that allowed you to use your flashlight and gun at the same time. (laughs) And and then, like, if you looked at their webpage, it was like, this mod presupposes that there is a roll of duct tape somewhere on the Mars research facility. (laughs) And that you have have used it to attach your flashlight to your gun. (laughs) That you have two hands. (laughs) So no one cares that football is coming back. We shouldn't even talk about that on the podcast. You know... Sports are so popular. Can, can I just? I, I want to mention one thing with so American can, football, yeah. United States of America. I, I want to mention one thing. Uh, last night on Monday Night Football, the Giants played the Jets, and Eli Manning got destroyed. He got bumped into by his own running back, and then blindsided, and it, his helmet cut his own forehead. Holy so, shit! I haven't seen that. Yeah, it's pretty fucking nuts. His so. helmet flew off, and while it was flying off, it cut his forehead open. Yeah, it's he got thirteen stitches to uh, to Jesus. close the cut. That's a lot. That's so. a lot of stitches. Yay, preseason. So, I had nine, anyway. nine stitches in my forehead. That thing bled like a mother. It's crazy. I, had that, I got that when I was like six years old, and I've got the scar to this day. Yes, yeah, I'm here. You got it like right around here? Yeah. I got mine right here, yeah. yeah it's faded quite a bit. You've got a lot of blood in your head. 
You'd be yep, surprised. You do. Yeah. One thing Bud Dwyer taught me. There's a lot of blood oh, in my head. Come on. Why are we talking about videos like that? You know, good I thought Lord. we moved on. <laughs> good Lord. There's some stat, like, I forget what it is, but I think that it's 50% of the blood in your body is in your head at any given point in time. I believe it. I don't know. The other 50% is in your penis. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, guys. All right. Just outlining what it is. I think it's the same blood. <laughs> One can't function when the other is. <laughs> They're just alternating. And there, there's a, I don't know if you, if you heard this. I, I don't think I've talked to anyone about this yet in the office, but there was a story that came out the other day that someone was convicted and found guilty of running unauthorized World of Warcraft servers. He owes Blizzard $88 million. Oh. I saw that, yeah. I guess the person was charging people subscription to play on his illegal World of Warcraft server. And he had made $3 million doing this. Had he really? God. Yeah. So he was fined. He was ordered to pay the $3 million to Blizzard and then $85 million in damages on top of that. So for a total of $88 million. Well, I mean, essentially what they're doing is like they're just saying your company is going out of business. I mean, that's essentially it. That's You're fucking gone. crazy. And then I he's going to be he's going to be working a long time to pay that off. They're going to have to. They're going to garnish his wages for the next 412 years. I guess the company was Scape Gaming. Allison Reeves. You know, I just read an article about a dude, a little kid in England, I don't know if anybody saw this, who was like 14, made his own business where he went to all these developers, app developers, and got them to, he created an app bundle that you could buy for the iPhone. It's called where? Brancher is the name of his company? Brancher is the new one. I don't remember what the old one was. But, uh, yeah, and he went and he negotiated deals, a 14-year-old with all these different app developers where they said, like, if you give us, like, 50% off the retail price on your app will bundle it in, and then you'll get, you know, increased sales through this. And he made a million dollars, 14-year-old kid. He also had a pretty progressive thing where the bundle had another piece of software in it, and if he sold enough versions of the bundle... It unlocked a new app for everybody. It would unlock an app for everybody. So that people oh, would then... Oh, they would word-of-mouth it. They would word-of-mouth it, yeah. Nice. And he's already he's already purchased another company, and he's got this new thing, Brancher, that's like an ad distribution. His network. parents work for him. Yeah, and his parents work for him. He's got, like... 12 full-time employees. Cool, smart guy. It's, always, it's cool to see those stories. Like enterprising 14-year-old that's able to uh, become a millionaire by the time he's for his got pubic hair. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, you know, it's a it's a really it's it is really interesting. They, they kind of called that out in the article that I read. They're saying among all the articles about kids being, you know, dumber all the time and, you know, getting yeah. less done is like here's a kid doing something, but, you know, I think just being savvy. I like the middle of the road kid. Honestly, I like a kid who's just having a good time doing stuff and is just a good kid. You know what I mean? I don't necessarily think he has to make a million dollars to sure. be. You know. Oh, I fucking buy his own food? Shit, that'd be nice. <laughs> buy his own food. <laughs> buy you some food? Buy you a steak? Come on. You know, I, 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 have such, I have such a streak going with employment. I was thinking about that the other day where um, I, I got a job when I was in – when I was 16, I got my first job. Like just 15 to 16, I got my first job. And I think I pretty much had a job every day since then, except for like some gaps in college. And uh, then from my junior year in college till now, I've worked pretty much straight. So that's like twenty until now. I've been employed every single day. Yeah. Is this you announcing your resignation? Nope. 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 I'm gonna keep the streak alive if I can. I got. Uh, You're like yeah, Cal I Ripken. My, I got my first job at 15, and I've had a job. Every day of my life since then, except for the first three weeks I lived in Austin before it, you guys hired me. And you're counting the army in there too. And I'm counting the army. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, would, I would totally count that. Yeah, but like I had, I would, I had no, I would too. I, I had like a three week period where I was trying to find a job in Austin before I got my first job. That was the only time I haven't been employed. Since what were you 15. doing? What did you quit to come to move to Austin? The oh, uh, I quit. 
uh, I quit a video store and roadieing for a band and PAing. Okay. I quit those three things. You, yeah. Yeah, I was the same was way. Was that your view a skew job? Yeah. Your PA job? Yeah, I, I had an 11-month gap between the, the time I was laid off from the video game job I was at to the time you guys hired me full-time. And other than that, it's been working nonstop pretty much since I was 16 and a half. You had jobs in that 11-month gap, though. Yeah, I mean, like, you know, sort of odd jobs stuff. and stuff. But it was nothing nothing serious, nothing major. I went from literally my last day at the company was January 1st till December 1st was my sign-on date here, so. So in exactly 11 months between full-time employment. So what you're saying is we'd held off for another couple of months. We could have got you for cheaper. <laughs> <laughs> that or I would have been, you know, incredibly, incredibly uh, trapped in Los Angeles. Hey, we should probably go get some lunch. Yes, we should. I don't know. Those of us that can eat lunch should do that. Yes. Oh, shit. You can't eat lunch, can you? No. Have fun with your colon. Thanks. <laughs> I have a couple of toy army soldiers you can borrow if you like. <laughs> All right. I'm going to have some applesauce. Where would you, guess so, guess. Where would you like to go for lunch? I don't know. I feel like the world's my oyster. Because now, Jeff, we can eat anywhere because Jeff's not coming with us. Jeff's not like how so he used to be. So fuck that, dude. Jeff, Jeff has gotten a lot better. That's Jack now. I'll yeah. eat anywhere. Jack will, Jack will go with you anywhere. He'll just order. Yeah, I'll figure, Car- out, yeah. I'll figure out something to order wherever you go. Carrie won't eat anything. Oh, really? I, I, yeah. went, I went with Carrie to Frank yesterday, and it was like it was like having two Jacks at lunch. Carrie was like, I just want two plain hot dogs. <laughs> I'm surprised he ate two plain hot dogs. Like, usually I'll have two plain hot dog buns. It's like uh, the Blues Brothers with the <laughs> white toast and the glass of water. What does he have? The, the three, three pieces of dry white toast. That's what he has. Every time we go carry somewhere, it's like that. You have gotten better. Oh, yeah. Although your wife was marching around here yesterday with a jar of pickled quail eggs. Oh, by the way, she she broke those out at D&D last night and got everybody to eat them, except for me, who luckily I can't eat food, so I didn't have to, And they all agreed that they were just as disgusting as they looked, and everyone regretted eating them. So everybody that dodged the quail egg bullet yesterday, it was a good choice. What yeah. the fuck? Why would you eat that? I think she you? posted a picture of them. I'll, see, I'll put yeah. that in the link. And then though. she was like, oh yeah, I got them from a gas station. Yeah, that was like <laughs> her selling point. I'm sure they're really good. I got them at a gas station. I was like... <laughs> pickled quail eggs. I wouldn't eat a quick. I mean, I wouldn't eat a hard boiled quail. She egg. does that shit all the time, dude. I eat a hard boiled quail egg. No, you don't do it. It's this Why big. Not? Apparently, it's, like, it's tiny. It's like it, the inside of the quail egg is just like it, the texture is just unbelievably gross. Yeah, would you eat hard boiled? Would you eat a lizard egg? I mean, no, it's a bird egg. Bird egg. egg, birds, is are, egg. birds are connected to lizards now. Hasn't Jurassic Park taught us that? Right? I'm not going <laughs> to eat fried lizard. You know. It's totally different. I don't see the connection. I would eat, I would eat just about anything. Like I would eat any kind of meat. Like I would eat fried lizard. I'd give it a shot. Why not? I would. If it was socially acceptable, I would eat like a cat or a dog. Human flesh. Just try it. You know what I mean. I wouldn't eat somebody's dog I know or anything like that. But I'd if it was socially acceptable, I'd eat. I'd, I'd eat human flesh. Well, let's oh, not start, that, not start conversation, that conversation. Right? You want you want that's to talk a whole about half that? hour? No, no, that, that's a long conversation. We'll have it some other time. God, yeah, we, that's, <laughs> a, that's half a podcast. We had a hypothetical thing proposed to us, and basically, it was Jeff and me and Gus and Griffin, and there was a question posed. And essentially, the way it worked out is that Gus and Griffin are insane deviants. <laughs> is essentially Absolutely. the way it worked they're, out. They're bad people. They're horrible people. They're just they're bad. If it was socially people. acceptable to eat people. And the people you're eating agreed to be eaten like it was their purpose in life. Would you do it? I wouldn't eat human meat if it was grown in a petri dish. That's I wouldn't eat it if it was like my own, like out of my stem cells or whatever. And it, I wouldn't eat that. I, you're insane you if you say it. that. Yes, to try that. it. No, you really don't. You really don't. That really is mentally crazy. That's in how the brain, <laughs> dude. That's how Mad Cow Disease started. 
Fucking I wouldn't do it all the time. I just want to fuck, just want to fuck it has nothing you. to do with mental cow disease. It you just don't it's do it. It's also gross, though. You just don't it really do does. It. it really does. It's like an indicator of whether you're a good human being <laughs> or a bad human being. And you and my poor wife are bad people. Like, at the core... They're instead of good, like just like wherever that point is inside of you, that intangible just, point. There is no good. I, I There's an absence of good. It's not like I'm fucking daydreaming, sitting here hungry. Like, I wish not I today, but what happens two weeks after you eat human flesh? You're gonna turn to a fucking cannibal. <laughs> I just want to try it once. I, no. I, can't, I can't trust you. No, just one time. No, God forbid. You don't need all those fingers. You don't need to. No, you don't need to do that. Actually, there's rules in society that just are like to me common sense. It's like we sure. have the rules because. We had to tell people don't kill people. We had to tell people don't, like, steal shit from their neighbors. And people didn't need to really be told that. We also knew – this is all we, we agreed to. But no, I guess people need to be told stuff. <laughs> yeah. Don't eat people. It's not just we all agree to this and we're all just recognized we agree. It's like, no, no, you can't eat people. Don't I want to start it. a country where this is socially acceptable. You're unbelievable. That's unbelievable to me. What if the only thing you could eat was dicks? <laughs> but you don't really even need good. to qual- keep qualifying with disease or yeah, body no, parts right. or whatever. It's, you know, it's just you've got a black heart. Maybe I do. You do. It's a black, hungry heart. No, it's, I'm not going to lunch with you. Now. <laughs> I don't trust you. You might bite me. <laughs> All right. Well, I guess that's about it. I can be patient zero. What would a Gus apocalypse be like? <laughs> Very angry. Watch angry tech dudes running around the streets. <laughs>